Hey there, listeners. Your appointment to FEMA should be finalized within the week. And uh, by FEMA, I mean your appointment to thanking our patrons who brought us this episode. Patrons like Sam Levy and Carl Eric Matson, and Bajahenny and Pete Vincent and Frank Ferreira. Those patrons, if you'd like to join them, you go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv uh, and uh, yeah, tell them Bob Page sent you. Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Deus Ex Mankind Divided, which is an immersive sim developed by Eidos Montreal and published by Square Enix for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One in 2016. My Mankind Divided mm. in this economy? <laughs> uh, it has been divided. It and has. Now. Yeah, uh, og or natural, baby. Yeah, big naturals or big ogs. <laughs> Here it comes, uh, and and thus we complete another franchise. I mean, we have not talked about Deus Ex: The Fall, Gary. Yeah, I know. I I couldn't play The Fall, <laughs> and I tried. Like I tried playing it on phone, and I tried playing it the PC port, and I uh-huh. could, like literally could not play The Fall. You call yourself uh, a fan. I know it's that bad. It's like <laughs> literally that bad. It's like how I've never beat the uh, the Fallout uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance clone. Oh, yeah. It's just that bad. <laughs> it's, just, it's really horrible. It's as bad as everyone says. Uh, so this game is a uh, sequel. This is the second part of a trilogy that will never finish. Uh, it, it picks up two years after the, the events of Human Revolution, uh, which we covered way back in the day. Uh, you continue as Adam Jensen. Continuing a story, the world has changed after the climax of that game, the catastrophic Og incident. Which everybody just calls the incident, and it is yep. very easy to forget that that is a proper noun. There's only one incident that happened in the history of that game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it's nice to play a game where 9-11 didn't happen. I know. Well, I mean, uh, the, the original Deus Ex and that texture wrapping thing, right? No, I know. Or was that's that Metal great. Gear? Yeah. No, that, that's, uh, that's Deus Ex. It's both. Okay. I think both games had, were altered. Oh, yeah. For that. Uh, but yeah, Deus Ex in the beginning there. Yeah. Uh, but that incident, uh, the climax there, the humanity front, these uh, pro-human, uh, pro-big natural extremists, uh, they issued this signal that uh, drove every augmented person into a uh, homicidal rage, uh, yes. which uh, uh, caused a whole bunch of suspicion, caused a bunch of gasoline to be thrown onto a uh, a fire that was already burning, which is... You know, how do unaugmented people stand up in a world where there are folks who, you know, can have parts of them replaced, Uh, even though it is mostly like 
PMCs and disabled people who end up getting these. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you're either a super soldier or you want to walk. And there's not very many points in between. Yeah. Uh, And it's worth getting this out front just because this was a big thing the game was about. I'm sure you have a note about this later. Uh Uh, You have to, uh, I find, I really enjoyed this. This is my second time playing through this game. Mm -hmm. Uh, That it really benefits from set expectations. That's something that I've been thinking about a lot, lot in games as I've been doing some replaying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to, for this to work, you have to buy into this conflict as important and fine. Yeah. And if you do, it's okay. But you, <laughs> it, it sucks if you read more into it. Yes. Uh, it is not a good metaphor nope. for anything because of that, men, you know, what you mentioned. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's good because it it ranges from like I can kill everyone in the city with a push of a button to yeah. like a slightly better prosthetic leg. The the metaphor falls down completely on its face. Better. This is not good for for race or sexuality <laughs> or nationality or anything. Or even like this guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the shit would be regulated. <laughs> it's slightly better for guns. Uh-huh. Like it, it, that's a closer metaphor, but it's not a good metaphor. No. You know, you don't, you don't, you're not issued a gun because you lost your leg. Nope. <laughs> except, except in Planet Terror, that film by yeah. Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> it's like, it's send, send food, not bullets. Uh, the, uh, yeah. There, there's, so, there's, there, there's no good anti og case made. Whereas I think better, uh, better cyberpunk or better sci fi would, uh, kind of make it, make it worth arguing, you know? It, it's, yeah, it's not worth arguing. No. Uh, the, and then you run into this with like a lot of, flimsy metaphors mm-hmm. for stuff like this like this is a big problem with the um the superhero registration act stories yes. and comics um you have to accept this on its face mm-hmm. it's it's part of the the price of admission if you do i think this does like i think that the story of this game is not as bad as it's portrayed because well, it gets like, smaller yeah yeah it's smaller like you can you can take some joy in a surface read of this if you're capable mm-hmm. yeah uh, but you have to be okay with it just being like yeah the premise of this is that people are prejudiced against people with ogs. It's not a metaphor. Do not think deeply about this. And yeah. everything in the game and the marketing tried to make you mm-hmm. think deeply about it. And you have to resist all that shit. That was a mistake. Uh, yeah. Yep. Put up your you... Gallagher shield and let, let that shit bounce off you. <laughs> Do not take extra steps beyond where this is because there is not road laid there. Yes. Yeah. If you can do that, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is, uh, and so I'm going to say something here because the reason why I brought this up now is because of the note, the next note here, which is like this push to segregate and oppress augmented people, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of eliminate and alienate, they, they alienate them. I think this game does a good job of portraying that mm-hmm. not in any way that attaches to the real world. I'm not saying like, this makes me feel like I'm a Rwandan refugee. Like, yeah, like it doesn't oh, make I me understand. feel like shit in real life. I don't understand anything better. Right. Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Right. Uh, it's not about understanding. Yeah. You you, know? you you end up going to like, a, you know, like this, a Kowloon walled city where all of them are sent. Yeah. yeah like there, there's, there, there, there are pogroms, like, and down to the, uh, like a, uh, you know, if you leave a subway station through the wrong line, yeah. like the, that just pe- penny ante. Yeah, just a, so you get microaggressed and yeah you say hey they say hey wrong line og you know stuff like that like again no idea how that actually feels in real life but they can they commit to at least making that kind of the central the the, the primary color of paint that is put over this entire world yes 
Yeah. And I, I think on, on a very surface level that it's pretty successful at that. Mm-hmm. Like I like how it explores this thing that does not map onto the real world and ultimately has little value. Yeah. Like the, the value is in the exploration, not in what it explores. Right. And it, and that's, that's real faint praise. Like mm-hmm. I, I recognize that, but it's, I want to set that stake in the ground because I really like that you go through the wrong line. Like once I realize, like, oh, it's just easier for me to go through the shit line mm-hmm. to not have to go through this loading screen tax and have somebody stop me. Mm-hmm. It it did feel like, oh, I'm minorly inconveniencing myself because of this environment. Yeah. That's a cool thing to make me feel, even if once you attempt to map that on and be like, well, now I understand what it's like to be black. Right. Uh, that's bullshit. And I would never say that. Like it right. it doesn't if I were a person who actually dealt with this stuff, I could see it feeling pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game playing fast and loose with live ammo. Yes. That way. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, again, surface read, not so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about the episode we did Human Revolution and was 257. Um, so there are a lot of things that recur from that. Um, this is a, an, an improvement, not a revolution, uh, mm-hmm. ironically enough. And the uh, so we're not going to spend too much time on things that the first game did. Yes. Broadly, this is an immersive sim. Uh, it dresses up like a first-person shooter. Looks like that in screenshots, but uh, in reality, there is a ton of emphasis on exploration, stealth, and role-playing in a detailed, consistent world that uh, honors multiple different ways to solve problems. Yes. Uh, and mechanically, this is a big improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything feels better. So the uh, shooting is better. Um, one of my favorite things that Deus Ex Human Revolution did, I wish more games would take, mm-hmm. is that's first person until you get into cover. Yeah. Um, that is really, really canny and feels really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's cover shooting in first person sucks. Um, this just solves it by not making you do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the stealth system is a lot more reliable. Uh, you have more information. You can do these little quick dashes between spots there are a lot of little innovations there that make this just feel like a mechanically more sound game the new revolution which already felt pretty good i think yeah yeah i I just i mean just the stealth system and moving from cover to cover like there were elements of that there in human revolution but i went back and watched gameplay videos just to refresh myself Mm because i didn't want to say oh this stuff is new in this because it felt like such a big improvement uh if you go back like some of those moves are possible like okay like press this button to move around the corner or like dash to the next piece of cover over there instead of showing you the line uh that you would run and the icon showing hey will you be in cover or not instead it flashes up these hieroglyphics it's like the street signs in peewee's big adventure when he's driving (laughs) in the dark it's Mm -hmm. like i I don't i don't know what any of these mean (laughs) the the way this does it to me is the ideal stealth like cover-based stealth if we're if we're talking about uh jurassic park stealth Mm -hmm. you know which this ultimately is um this is my favorite version of that we should define uh, Jurassic Park stealth yeah, because yeah. that we talked about it's that new, in new Like <laughs> yeah. I would like to I would like to formally introduce it to the Duckfeed lexicon. Um, yeah. the uh if everyone who is listening to this has probably seen Jurassic Park, the scene where the kids are in the kitchen mm-hmm. and they're ducking behind waist high walls uh for the raptors. Yeah. Like Jurassic Park stealth is stealth based around waist high walls that you mm-hmm. creep around. Yeah. So like, oh, they're walking around the kitchen island. I'd better kind of just scuttle over to be on the opposite side yes. of them so they don't catch me. Yeah, that's that's Com- what that is. Compared to like don't look up stealth, which is dishonored and 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 the like. Right. Um and then like weight stealth and locker stealth. Like there mm-hmm. are a lot of different kinds of stealth. Um I really like this version of it. 
Yes. Uh, I, I really like uh, dashing from spot to spot. Mm-hmm. Um, your visual uh, augment now has a thing that will show if you do get seen. Um, you know, we talk a lot about stealth being foam when you get caught, that being mm-hmm. a, a big marker. If you do get seen, you need to regroup. Um, you get a little ghost version of yourself that shows where the enemy thinks you are. Mm-hmm. That's so useful. Oh, yeah. Like, since I was ducking back into vents to snipe the people who saw me a lot of the time, mm-hmm. knowing where they were going and having that visual reminder was awesome. Yeah. This isn't the it. first game to do that, but it is no. inc- it is incredibly valuable. And just overall, like, I try to play these games stealthy just because mm-hmm. the shooting tends to not be very good. Also, shooting is incredibly resource intensive, you know? So you want to go. Too. Like, yes. You're, yeah. you're not really meant to. Like, you can play this. You can assault. Mm-hmm. you know in this there are there are encounters that i brute force my way through but yeah. generally you're outnumbered yes there are you know choices you would have to make to be able to to sustain you know going toe-to-toe with people in combat generally compared to human revolution it felt like i was much more capable at a not getting caught and b kind of bouncing back uh and escaping detection uh, if I was seen and somebody was coming around, that also is down to like, I think more modular AI states. Like it is pretty metal gear solid in terms of, okay, they see you, they're suspicious. Uh, now there's a search and it show you your little radar shows you like how far they down. are through the search. Yeah. 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 So they it's just like metal gear solid, except like they don't unlimited guards just don't pour right, in from the right. guard dimension when you're, <laughs> when you're caught, like there's a finite number of dudes Yes, um, in an area. Uh, the, the closer point of comparison that I had, like Human Revolution makes a lot of sense to compare this to, but we are doing it right after The Evil Within 2, mm-hmm. a game which mechanically I really liked, but I, I do prefer the stealth in this mm-hmm. uh, because as opposed to having unthinking zombies that just walk towards you, it is more fun to perform stealth against things that can think mm-hmm. and strategize and try to throw grenades to brush you out of cover or, you know, increase their alarm state, yeah. you know, things like that. Uh, and I think it's also just better like they both have a button to turn a corner while sticking to cover Mm -hmm. uh i think the human revolution version of it feels better yes it's more consistent agreed uh helping you out in this are yes your augmentations but also they found a way to give you new augmentations you have like a a a street medic who uh, opens you up and does maintenance on you who finds out like oh there's stuff that's basically from mars in here uh what's the deal so there's an experimental augmentation system where these there are these next level augs that you can activate that have been put into your body without your knowledge. However, there is a trade-off, at least at first. If you activate them, uh, you have to, uh, to activate one of the experimental ones, you have to kind of like block off an existing regular mod to balance your power. Uh, if you don't, you're overclocked and you get like glitches and energy drain. Yeah. And there are plenty of options. This is not a tough choice. Right. Like there were always things I was willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. uh, for this stuff. The new the new set of augs, we'll talk about them when we get there. Uh, bit of a mixed bag. The ones that are cool are really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there are a bunch that feel like they basically duplicate yeah. uh, stuff that, that other uh, either weapons or augs did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad that you, know, that you have to have new powers yeah. for, a, for a new one of these games. Um, at a certain point in the story, that uh, requirement can be voided, so you no longer have to sacrifice an old og um, if you uh, do these side quests. Um, but to do that side quest, you have to kind of morally compromise yourself by hanging out with this organized crime syndicate. Yes, the uh, Diwali's. The Diwali's, uh, which I did, because crime for life. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, like we said, a lot of the experimental logs are for combat ability, uh, but yep. uh, nestled in there, uh, like um, among other ways to do quiet takedowns and what have you, uh, is the game-changing og, uh, one that feels like it is absolutely mandatory, uh, the remote hacking. Yes. Uh, this is the same hacking from Bioshock 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, so bringing that back, right? Like uh, that was a big improvement in Bioshock 1. You played Pipe Dream which I yep. liked, but it was still, you got sick of playing pipe dream at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, this little timing mini game where a cursor swings back and forth and you have to make it land on certain areas. Um, this happens in real time, mm-hmm. uh, which I really like. So you have to be in a safe spot to do it again, similar to Bioshock two. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the, the levels in this game are designed with this in mind. It feels like, yes, um, you cannot hack something up close. Uh, you cannot get up to a camera. Mm-hmm. And then hack it. Uh, right. You can hack the computer that controls it, but if you want to hack the camera directly, you have to remote hack it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, real game changer, and uh, it's a, it's a generosity. Yeah, like I can understand. Uh, I bet you there are like self imposed uh, challenge runs mm-hmm. of this game where you don't use this. Yeah, because it, it feels like the game's kind of designed around a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that you can hack something that you don't have direct line of sight to by putting on your detect- detective vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of thing is, uh, is 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 pretty big. Like, yeah, that chugs through energy, but they have that energy recharge system. So as long as you're careful, uh, and you're if you're hacking and hiding, you are careful. So yeah, yeah, and, and they, uh, don't, they don't stay off forever. Like right. you, you can turn on and off TVs. And uh, one of my favorite things is they made all the window shades electronic. Uh-huh. That's incredibly useful. Yeah, uh, like I want to hang out in this room and not worry about shit. Mm-hmm. Um, put my privacy curtain, but they, uh, they, they're usually out of commission for 30 seconds and you get a little indicator of the countdown that stays on your screen, regardless of where you're facing, mm-hmm. uh, incredibly useful. Yeah. So you end up, it crafts these little situations where it's like, okay, I have 30 seconds now to get over to this computer and hack it, which mm-hmm. is in view of this turret. Yeah. You know, can I do that in time? Mm-hmm. Uh, it creates a lot of emergent little fun pressure yeah. situations. I can- think. Can I time my hacking of this right with the patrol pattern of these enemy soldiers so that this window overlaps with a window where I can uh, get across this yes. uh, this thing that would otherwise be a bottleneck, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's good. I, I like it quite a bit. I feel very empowered. Like anything that lets you do things at a distance or like gives you more information uh, mm-hmm. is incredibly empowering in this. Yeah. And there's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a pretty empowering uh, immersive sim. Yeah. Uh, Some, something I felt I was a little bit, uh, let's say not useful because I just didn't end up dealing with it very much as the crafting system. It's uh, weird. Yeah. Uh, cause the things you can craft, uh, so there's a crafting system in this where you're going to find piles of junk everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can use these to make consumables, um, along with these schematics. There just aren't very many, mm-hmm. uh, things that are useful to craft. Right. Uh, and the things that are useful take a lot of crafting bits. <laughs> it drives the the scrounge economy. Yeah. You know, like we, we talked about that before. Like you want to have fine. You want to have things to find. Yeah. And there's uh, nonsense with this game when it was released with a bunch of, uh, you know, extra cash grabs. One of which is that there's a unique aug you can get that allows you to break down weapons into these. Yeah. Um, which I didn't get because I didn't have like day one premium iconic hat you know, uh, <laughs> version of this, but that seems like that would make this more useful as well. Yeah. You know, you basically never run out of energy cells with mm-hmm. that, but that's real pay to win adjacent nonsense. Yeah. I don't care for that. Yeah. 
uh, largely most of that stuff has been patched out as mm-hmm. well. Um, but yeah, the crafting system doesn't add a whole lot. It's not obtrusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found you don't have to do it. And the couple times where I was like, I could use a multi-tool right now, mm-hmm. largely interacting with that um, 30 second turret hacking mm-hmm. window. Like, oh, this thing is above my hacking ability, but I need to get in this computer. Um, I have 30 seconds. I'm going to use a multi-tool. I don't have one. I'm going to make one. Yeah, It was useful from time to time, but not very compelling. Yeah. It wasn't something that I, that, that, that I leaned on. And because I was basically just not doing combat at all. Like I was mostly using the stun gun and the sniper trank, uh, mm-hmm. not for good boy points, but just because those are quiet. Uh, uh, you know, just like, you don't really upgrade those. Like I could upgrade the ammo capacity, but so what if I, if I'm in a situation where I have to try and, you know, trank five people (laughs) before they, before they raise an alarm, (laughs) that's a, it's a losing, it's a losing, uh, losing proposition. I'm I'm already fucked, you know, generally you, you have time to reload. Yeah. Um, this is, yeah, you're, you're mentioned, this is coupled with a a weapon mod system. You can also just find freestanding standing mods mm-hmm. um the most useful of which is a silencer um if you are going lethal at all mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you can silence a surprising number of things including the shotgun which is <laughs> always very funny to me yeah. like going in and just stealth murking people with a shotgun <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's pretty dumb. cocky the thing is lighter than the shot yeah <laughs> just, uh, but the uh the silencer and sometimes a scope mm-hmm. will be useful like the laser sight's useful on your pistols like there's a couple things that are useful but not fun you know not largely additive you're not excited to do these things the laser sight is great on the uh the tranquilizer sniper rifle so you can no scope people (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's very the uh kind of uh attached to this the better version of this system is ammo types Mm -hmm. um that i believe is also an addition uh being able to hop swap those and that's really useful yeah. Um, there's armor piercing and EMP ammo, mm-hmm. um, which you'll have to use for robot and uh, enhanced kind of enemies. And that's really, you know, using EMP bullets to shut down uh, a guy in a battle suit yeah. is really useful. How do you like your walking coffin, but Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take that. You're, you're going to die here. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the cask, motherfucker. You got a Monteado. Um, <laughs> it's cast time. Shitty Iron uh, Man. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, the, are there any other kind of like systems that were added in this that I just didn't make a make a note of? Uh, you know, I'm sure there are, but they'll they'll yeah. come up. Okay. They're they're pretty they're pretty minor. It's it is very just the same game as before, but better. Yes. Uh, mechanically, and a big yeah. part of that it's better is oh my god the environment's scary. Oh yeah, this is uh, this is best in class mm-hmm. uh, with with that stuff. Like tied for best in class, yeah. if not best in class. Um, instead of spending your time in Detroit and then moving to another hub, and then uh, and Detroit, if you remember, in Human Revolution, is relatively small. It's mostly just the streets. Yeah, like there are a couple apartment buildings. It was pretty good. This takes place in Prague in 2029, and it's dense and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like a, a simp. I feel like I have to throw my Mother Jones magazines in the garbage saying this, but the advertisements in this game, Cole, uh-huh. uh, how cool can advertising look is answered by this game. Yes. I want to buy yeah. all these products. I, I mean, at least, yeah. I don't know. okay, if you want to buy, I want to buy these fake products. I'm going to take <laughs> neuropazine. I don't know if it's going to help. Yeah. But uh, it can't hurt. 
Uh, you know, I just I just want it because I saw a cool ad on the subway for it. Yeah, I saw a bunch of I saw a bunch of pills in the sky. I don't think you're appreciating the advertisement. I think you're appreciating the uh, the 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 graphic and industrial design yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's. I mean, the graphic design is probably the better because the yeah. architecture and stuff, all of that stuff, is also great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fashion in this game looks cool. Uh, it's a little less silly. I think than uh, Human Revolution. Human Revolution was going for like a neo Renaissance thing, like a Baroque right, kind of thing. Yeah, and this is uh, they specifically set out to make um, the idea was uh, more functional and more kind of like corporate teamsy. Mm-hmm. Like you, you would uh, be aligned to a certain corporation, you know, in, with your fashion choices in this. Yeah. So there are more like logos and stuff, but it, you know, it's a badass looking coat. Mm-hmm. at the end of the day like i i hate that in the in-world explanation is like oh it's because you're loyal to this brand yeah but it's a cool looking coat uh-huh i you know the pe- people are wearing cool looking things yeah you ignore their haircuts i mean because they, they still didn't do good future haircuts but the, i, I, uh, I, really I cool think hats. it's i think it's a better it's a better comment on like how deleterious that kind of branding and stuff can be if the actual stuff looks cool because it was just oh these people are stupid for wearing this thing that looks stupid and also it's corporate sellout man like yeah it's less of a straw man it needs to be attractive right yeah Yeah. you could see why people would wear this stuff why they would accept Uh, it (laughs) so like Prague, you know looks incredible Mm -hmm. uh, in this it's also probably the single like apotheosis of the warren specter deus ex you know uh narrow but incredibly deep like his ideal game being a city block that is just modeled completely Mm -hmm. you know uh there's that idea it's not quite that uh because you can't go inside every building or anything like that but there is a shocking amount of detail yeah uh and depth in this this hub Mm -hmm. um if you are like me and you like your video games to be museums this is one big museum yes um and it's just it, it, i can't say enough good things about it mm-hmm. uh every these places interlock in really interesting ways yeah like there are service tunnels and access tunnels and shared basements uh shared attics uh, i mean ventilation systems that you can crawl between different zones everyone's <laughs> got secrets yeah oh so many hiding. secrets yeah yeah like <laughs> if you know i was thinking about it like you know individual uh flex of gaming that are like my favorite thing Going into somebody's house, finding their secret room, and their secret room has some fucked up shit in it. Oh, God, yeah. It's like the best feeling in the world. I'm, it's, it's so good. It's the year example. It's probably why I still have so much affection for Oblivion is because I went into that one rich person's house and was burgling at night, and I found a trap door. went down to their basement, and I found a uh, a Dark Brotherhood shrine. Yes. That <laughs> stuff is so fucking cool. I love cool. it so much. I know. That that absolutely kills me. It's like, it's the, the I'm just like, oh, yeah. I, oh, I'm not supposed to be here, and I'm really not supposed to be here. I know what's going on behind those picket fences. I know, and the picket fences look cool. They're all uh, neon, and they got cool ads on them. <laughs> the, the, um, like, it, it is just, if you like that kind of exploring a space, they released, mm-hmm. I haven't played it, but they released a VR uh, experience for this game, which is just you being able to explore these yeah. spaces in VR, because I feel like they knew they had a thing even outside of the game. This is a miracle city. Mm-hmm. um one of one of my all-time like probably top five locations in a game yeah uh you know for a game i really like but is not you know it, it wouldn't be in my top five or anything but the prog man 
Uh-huh. Well, Prime's I mean, incredible. What what's wild about it too? You talk about like the shared basements and kind of the uh, the kind of the infrastructure that underlies this as well. The fact that the sewers are not a lose condition in this, yeah, like oh, I I, I hate it. I've got to go to the sewers because like people are living down there and they've been turned into their own, you know, like little like hideaways for uh, for augmented people trying to uh, escape detection. There and are like Infowars uh, runs out from under there. Uh, info, info, there's a very explicit Infowars. <laughs> yes, the the uh, the better version of Infowars. <laughs> Yeah. Info piece runs out, runs from under there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but I mean, like it just oh, it's it, there are abandoned subway stations and stuff down there, and like pretty much everything is accessible. Like in the yeah. in the pro in the Prague area, like if you if you just decide like oh, I want to get into this apartment, like that may be relevant to a story thing later mm-hmm. on. But there were tons of times where like I would get a waypoint saying like, hey, go to this apartment in this block, and I would go there and I would see that the door was already open. Oh, because that's the house that I went into where the end stage alcoholic lived well now i get yes. to meet him <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I i'd already gone here for fun and that that to me speaks really well of the game like if you are doing the goals before the game tells you to do them yeah that is a real marker of inherent and intrinsic value mm-hmm. you know and fun and i i had the the same experience and there was still this is the second time i'd played this i was still finding all kinds of stuff i hadn't seen before yeah. like oh i didn't know in the basement of this wine bar they were smuggling weapons mm-hmm you know, shit like that. It's just, it's, it's magnificent. Yeah. Uh, I really, really love it. Um, you know, the, the idea, so I, I started playing Dishonored 2 after playing this cause I was, uh, had some extra time and was not full up. You were Jones. On, uh, yeah. yeah. For immersive sim. I was like, oh yeah, this is what I like in video games. I want to do more of it. Um, I realized I never played new game plus. Oh. Um, so I started playing that and they do a thing in that, like the very first obstacle you had to get past. There are, I think eight ways to get past this wall of light. You okay. Get past. Really cool. Like I, I really love that. There's so many ways to get past it. This isn't quite that, but every apartment there's at least like three ways to get in. Mm-hmm. So you're getting miniature versions of that constantly. Yeah. And I can understand the argument against like this is me making up a guy, but I can understand in like a theoretical way the argument against that. Like, what point or what value is in having three ways to get through something versus just making one way to get in that's most fun? But that's bullshit because what's fun for me may not be fun for you Mm -hmm. you know like it was real it is legitimately very fun for me to skulk around and try to find open windows on obscure sides of these buildings Mm -hmm. Um, and and if i can't get to that window from the bottom well okay do i break into the apartment above and then try and drop down to it yep because i can (laughs) yeah you you can it just says yes yeah constantly it's just king of genres (laughs) <laughs> it's uh, it's it just it's it's really really good stuff yeah by making it so there's only one way that is you know designed and fun like i'm not saying that you it's impossible to do that well however like in you know you have to be careful because there are lots of things that could be communicated as possibilities for solving that problem and however fun that one way is uh being told no to something that felt natural to you to solve that problem just yeah. like nope doesn't work invisible wall or something like that or you know assume i put in a better let's steel man it you know just yeah. there, there there's a better reason for it than an invisible wall being told no sucks through right yeah. so like uh flashback to the metal gear solid five episodes where most of the game had this kind of multiple points of ingress and then the big story missions always funneled you down a valley Mm-hmm. so they could control every encounter yeah that you that you faced like those are the worst missions in that game and it's because it was fighting against human nature like 
I, the player and my character and my version of snake or my version of Jensen, uh, want to play as a smart person in this world who would try to find the most advantageous way to get through this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when my avatar is smart, Gary also wants to be rewarded for trying to come up with a circuitous, clever way to accomplish this goal. When the game developer says, no, you have to go down this hallway of mechs Mm -hmm. to, to get to the end. It's patronizing. Like it, 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 it breaks my immersion. You know, and it's one of the things like we've talked a lot on the show and it's come up a bunch on dispatch, like defining immersive Sims. This is the immersion part of it Mm -hmm. is that idea of like, oh, like I am my avatar. My avatar is smart. I can be smart and try to find a clever way to do this. Yes. You know, uh, it put it in my veins. It's, it's, yeah, it's like absolutely my favorite thing games can do. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's a, uh, it, it was, it was really fun. I enjoyed kind of engaging and reading these spaces and keeping an eye out for details because details matter. Yes. Um, and, and lots of little, uh, developer accounted for things Yeah, that, that happened in this as well. Like you can do some silly shit and it has effects later that, that you might not expect. <laughs> um, you also leave Prague a few times and get access to new areas of Prague. Prague has state changes. Um, when you leave Prague, you go to these missions that are in basic like dungeons. Yeah. Um, these are more tightly designed uh, and dense. They still will have the same kind of alternate pathways and alternate ways to get around mm-hmm. and stuff. They don't have as much incidental like, oh, I wonder what this random person who lives in this apartment likes. Yeah. What cereal do they, how will they react when I move their fridge? <laughs> um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't have that. Yeah. But there's still a lot of like alt paths. They never give up to that commitment to the genre. Yeah. The only one of these that I didn't care for was Golem City, which felt like uh, a little bit like a uh, like a hallway to me. Like there was interesting stuff happening off to the sides, but uh, there was very little in terms of like, oh, this is a location for me to explore. I wanted to see more of how people lived there, I guess. It's weird because it's seven layers high. Yeah. Like it, it I think what they're trying to do for that is do the same thing, but vertical Mm -hmm. as they did. And it, it works and doesn't. You know, yeah. there's stuff if you start jumping up and uh, using your blink that you can get to get up into places you're not supposed to get, you can find mm-hmm. uh, stuff that's off the beaten path, but it doesn't, it's not quite as like creative as, as Prague is yeah, yeah. Uh, or other dungeons of this. Like I, a lot of people don't like Golem City. Like that's a common point of criticism and I, I see it. It's probably mm-hmm. the weakest area in the game Yeah, uh, to go to, but I still ended up finding cool stuff there. Yeah. Let's go around. Uh, we alluded to this earlier, but the story feels way more direct than human revolutions, uh, does yes. there's, there, there's less, you know, uh, I just learned about this proper noun and then I arrived and I was just in time for that person to get killed or to find out that they were double crossed or there's this other proper noun I need, I need to go to. I like, I played that game. I played human revolution. It was a few years ago, but I still did, uh, reading, sitting down and reading the Wikipedia synopsis of that story. I felt like I had taken drugs. <laughs> um, not the, good uh, ones either i like i felt the, disoriented and sleepy the, 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 um, the people who uh are stewarding the deus ex prequels did not quite understand what was good about deus ex's story right uh, th- that is a hundred percent clear yeah. um this being more direct and again the virtues of a surface read mm-hmm. uh, on this it does work a lot better it also works a lot better because this being closer to the Deus Ex One timeline ties in 
more things yes. to Deus Ex 1. So if you're like a Deus Ex 1 fan, you get little treats mm-hmm. in this that it was too early in Human Revolution yeah. to really get. Like Lucius DeBears is in this game. He's not frozen. Uh, and he didn't develop his dandy accent that you get from being frozen. He's just an old guy in this. He doesn't become like a, a mint julep swilling popsicle that he becomes in Deus Ex 1. He, he, does, he doesn't turn into David Bowie in Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. Yeah, like just, just like an absolute uh, frozen Southern comfort uh, that he is. Uh, but you get yeah. those little tricks. So it, it, a lot of reasons make this a little bit better. The downside of that is that it's incomplete. Mm-hmm. Uh, this tells a complete middle chapter of a game, but it really feels like this was the middle chapter of a trilogy. And it was, yeah. uh, you know, there's uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but there's, you know, stuff on people's resume and stuff mm-hmm. that said that they uh, were signed up for, for the second of three. And it just never happened. Right. Uh, because of uh, nonsense. Corporate, mm, cor- corporate shit. Ironically. Yeah. yeah. Or appropriately, let's say. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a very like a uh, tangled game or a much more, let's say deep game when it comes to the narrative branching, mm-hmm. um, uh, you, you know, like choices that you make end up being reflected later in big and small ways. The order in which you do some missions will have larger effects. I love that mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Um, and also like whether or not you find specific items, you know, it kind of, you know, it kind of feels like they brought back a little bit more of that Deus Ex one or like fallout one and two kind of variety for the way things can go. You know, yes. just it, it felt like human revolution didn't have those, those conditionals where like, Oh, you found this vial of something. Okay. Well, here's this option for you here. Like it didn't yeah, feel yeah. like the, the picking stuff up was connected to the, the picking stuff up game was not connected to the talking game very much. This is much, yeah, much more investigative. Mm-hmm. In that way, like you are solving mysteries yes. in this, even though the first one was explicitly like a mystery of who, who did the invasion on Seraph mm-hmm. and stuff. This feels more mystery. Yes. Uh, the human revolution has a little bit of that with like, whether you decide to do the big recall, you know, that, uh, uh what's its systems, the total recall, does. the, uh, it's not quite total. Cause you, you can decide not to do it. The thing <laughs> where they, uh, implant the evil chip gotcha. into the augs. Mm. um at the uh you know you can decide to do that or not and there's a little bit of that in the first one but there's more of it now yeah um and the side quests are better integrated in human revolution the side quests would be like oh this guy who i work with wants me to go intimidate this thug you go do it and then come back for a reward these the side quests in this are much more integrated they span over multiple chapters Mm-hmm. of the game like you can only advance them so far and then you go to a main quest and come back they basically span the whole game yeah. and they tie into the main mission and the world a lot better um they're a lot crunchier and the rewards are better yeah um yeah. they can give you advantages in later missions too like i did a side quest to help out an ai Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. and when the city was on lockdown on martial law, kind of a section of the game, I have a little bit of a problem with, uh, but like, yeah, there's this huge bottleneck you have to get through and she says, Hey, I'm going to help you. And then like a part of the city infrastructure explodes that she yeah. blew for you to create this, uh, this, uh, distraction for you. Right. And they're like, they're not AB connected. It's right. just, you do this thing. And then this thing that you forgot about comes back, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a really cool moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that AI, uh, eventually turns out to be the, uh, template for, for the Helios or Daedalus rather from Deus Ex one. It's great. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Um, that's just one of the many, uh, connections to this. There are lots of Easter egg connections Mm -hmm. to it, but the Illuminati plays a a part in this. Um, you get, uh, Nicolette Duclair's, uh, mother, Beth Duclair, Mm -hmm. and this, you get Lucius De Beers. You get that whole crew, 
yeah. of uh, Evil Fox. And and um, you know, you find out Manderly was always kind of a hapless, oh boy, I'm being used, but I don't know how I feel about it kind of guy. <laughs> they made Manderly uh, a Bob Hoskins kind of short, fat character, and they changed his voice. Like Manderly has a very specific voice in Deus Ex, uh-huh. uh, but Bob Page is back and he's just doing bob page uh-huh and deus ex one you know came out in 2000 it was made a lot more sense for everyone to have kind of a silly cartoon voice uh-huh now that everyone's voice acting appropriately but then bob page is just like yes you know his like sniveling villain voice is so funny uh, your appointment to female will be completed within the week you know like it, just doing the whole thing uh, uh-huh. it's really great love bob page He's like, God, he's such a, such a, uh, it's like, uh, he's John Delancey. He sounds like Q uh-huh. uh, a lot. He's not Q, but he sounds a lot like Q. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so visually, uh, the fidelity was upgraded. This is still a pretty good looking game, you know, mm-hmm. uh, six years on. Uh, I do find that the way that they changed and scaled back the color palette, uh, is for the worse. I understand what they were aiming for, making this a little bit more dingy, a little bit more kind of like, yeah, let's say lived in and functional. I just think that is less uh, nice to look at than some of the colorful stuff in Human Revolution. Well, Human Revolution was like the first game that just went huge with the, the kind of gold. Yeah. Like that Like it was super bold. Uh, and I can understand why they didn't want to just be like, well, Prague is blue. Mm-hmm. Everything's blue. It's still just super bold, <laughs> but it's blue instead of gold. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, it. I, I get it. Yeah. You know, and I think that in general, the design like the graphic design stuff that i alluded to earlier is so much better yeah that ultimately it ends up being kind of a wash like the color palette is not as good but individual you know design like visual design things are better mm-hmm. uh for that so it ends up and just kind of greater graphical fidelity yeah and stuff yeah. like you look at the magazine stands and that you can make out more of the magazines and it's cool mm-hmm. um some of that stuff's improved so it ends up being a little bit of a wash for me the added level of detail is good and like the clutter is especially good for like parts of the city that are more heavily cracked down upon, you know, the district yes. where Jensen lives, you know, like it makes sense for that to be kind of a, a shithole because the city isn't taking care of people there. They're, yeah. you know, busting heads. Yep. Uh, it's also when uh, Prague does the state changes, um, it also, I think, looks really good at night. Mm hmm. Uh, that's when the visuals kind of come out because you're getting all of that neon and contrast from the advertising. Yes. Um, one of the DLCs you go through goes through a new section of Prague uh, at night and it's mm-hmm. very beautiful. Nice. Like looks real good. Yeah. Um, initially, there was no plans for a sequel to Yoon Revolution. Uh, initial draft, like when they first started, drafts had Jensen dying mm-hmm. at the end. Um, but then Yoon Revolution as DLCs came out and Square Enix greenlit the sequel. Yeah. Um, originally, Obsidian was going to do it. Uh, that, you know, be still my fucking heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that version fell through. Uh, we do not know why. Yeah. Obsidian kind of seems like it, it seemed like it was a mess at the time. It you probably know? was. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've got, uh, they've got messy, messiness. I'm interested in Pentiment. I wish that it was gameplay. Like the Josh Sawyer on, uh, on Twitter keeps comparing it to something like night in the woods. Okay. And like, I'm interested in a night in the woods with obsidian level branching. Uh-huh. paths and stuff but it does feel like a really scaled back thing i think that they're they're a little gun shy after the outer worlds yeah which is uh, weird because they immediately got a bunch of funding from microsoft to uh yeah. make an outer worlds too yeah, yeah i know nothing yeah. about pentiment i'd like um, i uh, when it comes out i will hear what people think but all i know about it is the art style so yeah 
it's yeah. uh it's it's something i'm i'm cautiously optimistic about but yeah. emphasis on cautious yeah uh, so the team at Eidos was initially flummoxed because the original, or not the original, uh, Human Revolution ended with those choices about what happens. Yeah, the you ending about 3,000. Yeah, yeah, the ending machine. Yeah. Uh, uh, but they're like, hey, how do we reconcile this? And then they realized, well, like the incident, the thing that happens in all of them is probably the thing that is going, going to have a bigger effect on the world in the near term. So yeah. we can just focus on the implications and the fallout of that. Like nobody would care about what happened at Panchea, you know, if we had to deal with if they were also if their uncle was trying to strangle them. Yeah. Yeah, at the same time was trying to dump frozen peas down their neck. Uh-huh. Uh in in bulk quantities. Yeah. In Sam a Sam's Club amount of frozen peas directly into a unexpecting nephew. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh t shirt idea. Um the uh, the other thing that they did is they realized that they were dealing with a, a story in a world that was about conspiracies and information cover-ups. Uh-huh. Uh, they just basically made, like, even if you did try to broadcast it, it just got covered up by the Illuminati. Yeah. They could roll uh, the ending choice into, you know, additional f- grist for, you know, making the Illuminati a hate object. Yeah. And an enemy. Like, I, I was a whistleblower. I did a good thing. And mm-hmm. it got covered up. Fuck this shit. I got to find out who's responsible. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, so kind of mechanically and also story wise, they wanted to address complaints about the first game. So instead of uh, sh- shopping, uh, taking the boss accounts to an outside shop uh, or the boss encounters, rather, uh, they decided, yeah, let's go ahead and do those in house and let's have like non-lethal options for boss encounters. I don't think I fought a single boss in this, Gary. There's there's really only the the final boss. There aren't really mm-hmm. bosses in it. Um, and the, there are a couple like dialogue boss battles yeah. that happen, but the actual, uh, boss boss that you fight at the end, the, the big boy, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty recommended you don't fight him. Oh, yeah. Um, you can, and there are a lot of ways to deal with that guy. I really like the last level of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, which is rare, you know, weird for a day's <laughs> game. Right. The, yeah. Uh, the last level is one of the best ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing I think is definitely a boss. Yeah. Uh, they also made the story branches deeper. So you didn't have the ending Tron 3000, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like you're always going to get to a, a version of, Hey, the Illuminati still out there and we need to take the next step, you know, to, yeah. uh, to, to, to go after them. You're always going to solve a near term problem here. There are lots of different ways for that to kind of take on different shades depending on, yes, some choices that you make at the end, but also they do a very good job of doing the fallout style. Like we're going to check in on, uh, these individual plot lines that you resolved throughout the course of the game. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's the curse of making this a prequel. Yes. You know, and they, they kind of made their bed and they have to sleep in it now. Yes. You know, they, they, nobody wants to follow up on visible war. Like, <laughs> just, nobody knows or cares what happens after invisible war. A game for which I felt nothing. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 uh, I just want to see what the Omar are up to. Those guys are great. Um, the, uh, so this game overran its timeline and budget, uh, mostly because they had to upgrade its engine for next generation consoles. Uh, and then when the game was about to release, there was a bunch of controversy over Square Enix's marketing. Yeah. Uh, Square Enix basically fucked this whole thing. Yes. In lots of ways. It, it fucked this game, like kind of killed it in the crib when it came out on a couple of different axes and then made the business decisions that made sure there wouldn't be the third one. Mm hmm. Uh, and if I was already mad at Square Enix for like, you know, games that Square Enix puts out, <laughs> the way they've treated their, you know, their Western studios mm-hmm. like this and Tomb Raider and stuff is another reason for me to hate Square Enix. Yeah. 
Like, you know, it, it doesn't have to be Octopath Traveler that makes me mm-hmm. hate them. It could also be this. <laughs> yes, it can also be this. Uh, and the controversy over the marketing uh, kind of ended up becoming the primary story. You know, this is the file card that a lot of people have um, is uh, the fact that, you know, they led this talking about a mechanical apartheid yes. um, and also included uh, kind of in the advertising, the slogan, Aug Lives Matter. Uh, yes. uh, pr- pr- prominently in those materials. Uh, Eidos says that they had arrived at the slogan back before it rose to prominence with uh, the social movement for Black Lives uh, yeah. that uh, started in 2013. Not uh, kind of as they think it is. No, no. Uh, we we came up with it first. Yeah, to invalidate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's such a funny like response. Like, you guys think you're so original, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, BLM thinks we're so big, but we came up with it with our fake robot game. Yeah. Like, N- no. I. It, I it, yeah. It, I, we 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 talked about this. You know, this was what I was talking about earlier, where you have to surface read this. Yeah. All of these attempts to invoke the real world mm-hmm. for this stuff are super fucking misguided. Like. Yeah. I love video games. I love this video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that it should be playing with live ammo that is apartheid. Yeah, still uh, that's a real thing. That's a real yeah. thing. That yeah, that's that's actual uh-huh. uh, humans uh, who exist who weren't made up little characters, little bits and boops that yeah. you designed uh, suffer from that. Same thing with like the All Lives Matter thing. Like making this a comparison point uh, directly. Like it it can kind of exist as one. You know, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't want to say you can't make a game about an oppressed fake people. Yeah, because a lot I of think, fiction gets wiped out if you can't do that. And and it, it just that feels very restrictive to mm-hmm. me. Um, you obviously should be careful with that. And the best way to do it would be to make a good metaphor. You yeah. know, you don't want to do this. You don't want to do Detroit become human. You, you want to do an actual like metaphor that works. Mm-hmm. If you can't do that, don't draw attention to your weaknesses. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, these unflattering uh, comparisons, especially, you know, that like and this is going to sound really superficial. Don't use the word apartheid, even if it is yeah. like a description of what is happening here. You know, don't use the word segregation either. <laughs> like, like, the, you know, a whole bunch of sci fi and a whole bunch of like cyberpunk would be, you know, sidelined if we said that you just can't tell this kind of story. You know, you know, about like, just okay. so transhumanism, what happens, you know, when uh, one part of humanity does this thing and the other part doesn't, you know, what are the like, like, what are the tensions that happen there? That is that feels like it is as old as cyberpunk itself. Right. And it's Um, interesting. It's interesting. It's old as cyberpunk itself. And it's worthy. Yes. Like, it's an interesting story. Things get dinged when they tell that story without directly tying it to current metaphors. Yes, you know, or uh, make it a metaphor for current things, and that frustrates me a little bit. I feel like you should be able to explore that idea mm-hmm. as a future concept to reveal general things about human nature that are not specific. That's just sci-fi. Yeah. That's sci-fi. I think. <laughs> I think that that's on the table. Is my yeah. my personal opinion. People can disagree. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's my my personal opinion on that. But I. Uh, you're not like, again, you're not doing yourself any favors by being like, no, 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 please mm-hmm. compare these fake robots that we made, uh, to, to black people. Yeah. Like that. We invite you to be our guest, you know, like <laughs> that's dumb. You know, uh, that was, yeah. And it's, and it's like maybe instead of saying, Oh, we thought of blank lives matter first, like, okay. Say you did think of that. Say it's true. 
right? Yeah. And you don't say it. Well, you have the mock-ups or whatever. Plans change. Yeah. Um, so, like, the second, let's say, Ferguson happens or any number yeah. of atrocities that happened before this game released, especially when it comes to 2016, you know, yep. the, hell, the hell year that that was. Not saying that every year since then hasn't been hellish as two. We live in hell. Uh, but, like, especially by that time, you can course correct, bud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i just uh it it's a failure of imagination mm-hmm. like if you can't take your oppressed people and not make like aug power or aug lives matter or something like that like that is a failure of imagination yeah. it is your job to create this this world and, and come up with this better way to do it and they fuck mm-hmm. that up yeah and it's you know the first part of what you said before we moved to this point one of the reasons why this is a Gary pick like for this mm-hmm. month, one of the reasons why I wanted to do it was because I wanted to talk about this game as a game. Yeah. There's a uh, game here. It's not just the controversy. Same with devotion. Exactly. And the controversy got all of the attention right. for this. And that is when you play with live ammo this way and you make boneheaded mistakes, you are doing a huge disservice to the rest of your team. Yeah. So there are tons of people who worked on the artfulness of this game. Like there is tons of art, like in terms of just visual art and design mm-hmm. and video game art in terms of craft yeah. that is going on here. And because of the, these, this marketing group making this boneheaded decision, all that stuff got swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. Like this game did. Okay. People talked about it, you know, uh, it made okay money, you know, it didn't do great, but it did fine. You know, it didn't, it didn't take a huge bath or anything, but the fact that this was the headline is somebody's fault. Yeah, they fucked over their their team mm-hmm. doing this. Uh, irresponsible. Yep, irresponsible yeah. in a bunch of different ways. Yes, uh, even even if you don't buy the social justice angle, which you should, mm-hmm. it's irresponsible in terms of just hearts and minds and mm-hmm. marketing and media. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's fucking infuriating. Yeah, is what it is because you you like look at the marketing for this game. You're like, that's not really what's going on here. Yeah, you know, that's not really in the game. Mm-hmm. so much you know it the way that i think people who never played this probably have a tulpa of it in their mind that it is really upfront with that shit and characters are constantly saying all lives matter and there's like little miniature ferguson's happening and stuff no it's not it's just oppression imagery that you would have from that's on loan from any number of things on loan from half-life 2 right yeah, yeah oh, exactly oh. like it's it's if you have an uh underclass yeah it's that general yeah it's um it's it's infrastructural you know yes like as it is in real life (laughs) like yeah yeah but as it is in real life for lots of things that uh you know play with this in the general yeah i think is the the idea um the other thing that square fucked this up with is the uh augment your (laughs) pre-order god damn it I want to strangle whichever executive thought that you don't want to you don't want to augment your pre-order I've been referring (laughs) to things as augmented uh, around my house yeah like uh-huh. I'll, I'll put a treat in pockets food and be like it's been augmented i had some, I had some pizza with my family over the weekend i augmented it with some red pepper flakes yeah <laughs> i love to augment augment some pizza with some gochujang um yeah it augments a very funny word uh, to use I, I don't like it when it refers to marketing yeah 
Yeah. It just it created one of those like big like grids that you see when a game is about to come out. Like, okay, if you pre-order from this place, you know, yeah. from, from this retail outlet for this much more, you get this in-game thing. Oh, that stuff is so fucking I, gross I, I and toxic. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it feels like I'm seeing less of that now, but I think it's just happening in spheres i don't pay attention to it just like it just happened with that uh big sonic re-release that they did sonic one through three yeah yep no thank you no Uh, this is and the reason why this sucks is not just because it's annoying to us personally but it borders on pay to win you pay real life currency again that intersection real life let video Uh games be video games we don't need to (laughs) you know uh i want to buy a product i don't want to spend real money to do better at a video game please don't um this allows you to get uh, in-game items and stuff and uh start with a little edge yeah you know that you can have and like like that was the initial plan then they then they pulled it they canceled it but they still had like at the last minute they put in those microtransaction things yep uh silly yeah um so this uh was followed up with a couple of different uh pieces of dlcs called jensen stories (laughs) Uh, (laughs) series of children's books i'm sitting by a fire and you're reading let me tell you jensen and toad were in a carriage uh, going from their their house uh the uh the first one was a pre-order bonus initially but then eventually they get like everyone got mad so they just released it <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm trying to re- erase it uh and just released it for everybody uh which is called desperate measures which is just a mini dungeon okay uh i, I played all these uh for the i played some of them before but i played all of them for the first uh completed them all for mm-hmm. the first time uh, for this episode. Because again, I was a little bit ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, Desperate Measures takes place in the campaign. Uh, it would actually make a lot of sense to just be a level. Okay. In the thing, it's you going and getting some intelligence on the bombing. That's the inciting incident. Uh, System Rift brings back Pritchard. So all you <laughs> Pritchard heads. <laughs> Jensen. 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 Uh, that's real fun. That's the one you go to the uh, an area of the city that was oh, previously yeah. blocked off. Um, so you get to see more prog. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's real good. Uh, you're in a big complicated, uh, complex, like an information bank, Ooh. basically like a big, uh, storage. And then the most ambitious one is called a criminal past, which is a prequel one where you are sent to jail, uh, like a totally different, huge map to extract an agent. Okay. Uh, that one's really good. Uh, the jail is a really great design. Yeah. Um, you know, just in terms of a level, like it's, you would think a prison would not be that interesting because it's like cell blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, they get around that. Yeah, uh, it's it's a really good DLC. Yeah, well, actual prisons. I mean, like one that is like lived in has all kinds of like personal effects up. It's like an apartment building. Like I fucking it's, love it, being in an apartment similar. building. Yeah, yep. It's very similar to that, but with huge like admin wings, and you got a, mm-hmm. a crooked warden and all this stuff. Uh, it's cool. Gotta have so, a crooked warden. All three of the DLCs are actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in terms of DLC average, like you know how usually with DLCs, there's like a stinker and then like a pretty good one and everything other than FromSoft. Yeah, yeah. do pretty well. Uh, these DLCs, if you like Mankind Divided, I can recommend them. Nice. Uh, they're fun. Yeah. Uh, I heard literally nothing about them, and I was not able to finish them for the show. Yeah. Nothing uh, Nothing wrong with that either. They're, none of them are essential. Yeah. Uh, feeling. So uh, This game reviewed well, you know, 80s, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which feels about right for an immersive sim, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some com- complaints about the story feeling rushed and inconclusive. Uh, true. 
Yeah, uh, can't yep. spot the lie there. Um, and the sales were weaker than Human Revolution, but it was still like on the list of some of the best-selling games of the year. So I think that we're back to like Resident Evil Seven. Oh yes, it outsold every other Resident Evil, but still under underperforms. Yes, you the, know the the absolute horror show we live in in terms of video game budgets. Yes making success all but impossible Mm -hmm. uh, for big games. Uh, And this is part of why Square Enix was like, I have no faith in this shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Eidos Maldrill was working on the sequel. They pulled him off to work on Shadow of the Tomb Raider and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Two games I've not played Mm -hmm. uh, there. uh, I've heard were good. Knowing this team is on Guardians of the Galaxy makes me want to play it. Mm I'm also just, people love that game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've heard that's real it, good. It's real cheap now too, or it's on. Yeah. Uh, it's on Game Pass even. Yeah, it's yeah. basically free. I just it's time. Yeah. You know? Um, and Idos Montreal wanted to return to the series uh, mm-hmm. when they have the resource and staff to do so. Um, but Square Enix hates Gary Butterfield personally, <laughs> yeah, and vice and versa. Decide, yeah, and decided, yeah, we we don't like each other, so they decided not to. Uh, but eventually, they sold uh, Idos Montreal to the Embracer Group. I know that's so menacing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was inquired by Embracer. Do you remember uh, when we did the Monster in My Podcast uh, series on Shadowrun? And the, do you remember the Embracer? <laughs> I don't remember the Embracer specifically. I have the image of the Embracer. It's like a big long leg ape thing that's holding up a hand like he's a crossing guard <laughs> i can't read the word embracer without specifically having that guy go stop in, in my head <laughs> grump say stop stop um yeah uh, uh, so, they, so they're uh apparently continuing interested in continuing the series and sequels and spinoffs uh be still my heart uh-huh it's been a while since we've had a big budget immersive sim yeah um, I, was, I was talking to you about this like dishonored to this and pray you know, All coming out, out of one year. the same time. Yeah, yeah. Fucking a. And then death loop came out. I love death loop. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, uh, it's been a minute. Yeah. You know, and gloom just came out. Like we're getting some stuff in the indie space, which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would also like a new deus ex. Yeah. We were, we were spoiled by that, by, by that glut. Yeah. Right now, please. Uh, <laughs> start working on this game four years ago. Yes, please. I, I would like a surprise release. Why don't more games do that? Like just say hey, Christmas seems like, way, seems like the way to go. <laughs> the uh, I would I would really love it. So yeah, and uh, that's gonna be it. We're gonna get into it. We'll talk about uh, some of the individual powers and stuff like that when we run into them, and uh, we'll we'll get into the game. So let's get into it. Uh, We have an introduction, kind of setting the scene. It's been two years since the AUG incident, the largest mass casualty event in recent history. And the world has kind of proliferated with these augmented terrorists and people claiming to have uh, flashbacks to the incident that caused, you know, even more of these violent outbursts. And this is creating the pretext for all of the oppression and crackdowns that happen. Yes. Uh, so we begin with our little tutorial mission here uh, called Black Market Buy. Um, oh, we work for Interpol now. Yep. There's a, there's like an Interpol comic 
that sets all this stuff up. There's a novel too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. There's, there's some, some stuff that sets us up. Uh, Jensen works for Interpol now. So a confidential, confidential informant for Interpol, uh, set up this black market deal. They'll draw this infamous Og terrorist who went mission missing during the, uh, the incident. Yes. And it's taking place in this abandoned hotel in Dubai. That is also an Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, floating. It's a, uh, one of those hotel islands you read about that they, ha- that they have in Dubai. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so you, uh, need to stop this Iraqi, uh, smuggling cartel called Jin or the Jin mm-hmm. from interfering. Uh, and we have our crack squad of, uh, commandos, including us who are the only augmented person on the team. Uh, can we talk just for a second about Adam Jensen? <laughs> sure. He's sure. Uh, he started shaving little spikes into one side of his beard. <laughs> I, Did was you notice that? that? I, so I, I noticed that. Is that intentional? Like him doing a little bit of like a, a little bit of serration on the jawline or is I, that because of scarring? I, I don't, I don't know. You can't see any scars. Okay. Uh, I can only assume it's intentional because uh, I don't blame anybody. This is something that probably should have went in generalities. I don't, I don't blame anybody who can't get over Adam Jensen, you know, to play this game. Like we can talk about the environment, but people are just like, I don't, I don't want to control an Adam Jensen. Uh, I have grown to enjoy this goober. Uh, by the end of this, I was kind of like, you fucking dumb himbo. Like, <laughs> colossal dork. Like he's not JC. Yeah, and by any means, but he's he's got his own charm to me. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. for 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 me, it's the voice more than anything. Oh my God. Just to, like the it's the it's it's what really if hard. Car Noir had a voice. Yeah. What, but, what but, if there was a Pixar movie about different male colognes that came to life? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the secret life of fragrances. Yeah. 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 Uh, but 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 it's like that kind of like macho whisper, like that. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But, we gotta get over, like it, it, what, what? What? I mean, it sounds like uh, it sounds it sounds like Tim Heidecker is doing Decker, but without the accent. Yeah, a, a little bit. Like it's a real Steven Seagal kind of thing, and it makes it very hard to take seriously. It it's like a like a less charming version of Solid Snake, <laughs> a little bit like somebody trying to do a Solid Snake, but not being David Hater and yeah. not saying stuff Solid Snake says instead, being badass. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, you have to kind of roll around in the Lincoln park esque mud <laughs> of this a little bit to enjoy him yeah. as a badass. but it, it's, it's a real, it, you have to let him disappear. And it's better <laughs> if you're just like, I'm me right. playing this. I'm just happen to be quantum leaping into yeah. this walking advertisement for like, I don't even fucking know. And I mean that jacket, like it's a real cool jacket. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a great jacket, but just like if you saw some, if you saw this guy wearing, you'd be like, "Fuck that guy." I mean, but but also like it, it's a guy. I know, I know he didn't ask for this, and so he couldn't no. put in the he couldn't put in the specs for it or the request. But he has he has sunglasses that deploy when he's stressed. Yeah, he's got <laughs> stress built glasses. In, they're they're built into his head. It's like a yeah. reflex. Yeah, he just kind of pops them like Wolverine pops claws, except for cool shades. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's ludicrous. I I kept thinking about this. I kept thinking of the Carl Havoc. I kept saying, imagine <laughs> if this guy came up to you, because uh, <laughs> tons of people in this world have to deal with him coming up to you. Uh huh. You know, and I had so much sympathy for them. They should have based their advertising campaign on that. Like Adam Jensen walks up to you and talks. Imagine an do. encounter with Hot the Jensen. Shot. 
yeah, what do you do, hot shot? <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's on site, but yeah, yeah. It, it's a you, you really have to acclimate to him. Uh, it's like jumping into a cold swimming pool. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a little rough, kind of go, going back to it. Um, yeah. Uh, he, yeah. The, the the actor talked about like uh, how difficult it is voicing a character who kind of has that many different characterizations to it, to which I would say, I don't know, <laughs> like Jennifer Hale did a pretty good job with Shepard. Uh, yeah, those different Hawks and Dragon Quest or, or Dra- Dragon Age Awakening or, or Dragon Age 2 rather. Yeah, it's not as hard as uh, it makes out to be. And in general, I think the non Jensen voice acting in this is pretty decent. Except for except for Alex, like she got an award for that, and she generally does fine, but she does pronounce it Prague. She does say Prague. (laughs) That's that's a that's a that's a director's problem, not the actress's problem. Yeah, yeah. And she never heard of Prague. Um, the uh, or maybe in the future they (laughs) they say it differently. Hail Kaiser. Um, the uh, they just say it differently. Yeah. Um, but it's just weird. He stands out. Mm-hmm. in this uh pretty intensely uh and the beginning of this is obnoxious because you're with your squad of like elite seal team agents busting each other's balls on a chopper yeah you are getting to know mccready uh a lot yeah and you never McCre- see mccready until the end oh uh, mccready's around he's he, he works with you you can go chat uh, with mccready as much as you want oh i guess i did he, he never factors in any any of any of my missions probably because he's no, doing no. other stuff I, I went and just chat with mccready for fun Oh, okay. The, I love love McCready. I'm totally McCready pilled. Um, the uh, it it's it really feels like the game is going to be significantly more, and this is going to sound ludicrous, but I'm going to say it anyway. More masculine than the actual play of it uh, okay. is based on this opening. It really feels like it's going to be commando. It feels really oorah, like you know, like I guess yeah. you're the you're the one og that we brought on this. Can we trust you, buddy? Yeah. yeah where, whereas I'm just sneaking you know, and like looking through people's comp- emails and like, Oh, he broke up with Carla. You know? <laughs> like, that's like generally what deus ex is to me. Like, wouldn't it be funny if I left their stove on and put their fridge in their bed? What if I did that to everybody in town? <laughs> they would think there's a weird guy. Uh, Cause there that's, is. <laughs> you know, that's how I play these games. It's a lot sillier and less like masculine. Yeah. And this ends up being where this, the, the beginning of this really makes it seem like it's going to be a call of duty, like boom, headshot, bro. No man left behind. Yeah. Yeah, Like that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, And, you know, you're the solo operator who is going on the rooftops on your own while everybody else is down there in the shit. Yeah. Uh, I don't need a parachute. Right. Right. I've got my Icarus landing system. Uh (laughs) It's it's built into my back. Yeah. I I still love that thing. It looks so cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, uh, This this, this is neat because it's it's a tutorial, but uh, it's an empowered tutorial. You have all of your augs in this. Yeah. Um, you're starting off fully augged. Uh, the boss gives you your, your classic, do you want to up close, you know, do you want lethal or non-lethal, mm-hmm. uh, weapons when you start off? Um, and, uh, you land and you start moving through this, uh, complex. The team is getting, uh, nervous because a sandstorm is coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you make your way through, there's a little side thing to, uh, maintain our undercover operators cover, mm-hmm. uh, there that will pay off later. Like he shows up and okay. gives you some Intel, uh, mm. back at the base. Um, but you eventually, after crawling through here, you reach the deal site, um, where all of a sudden, um, the deal gets ambushed by these yeah. augmented assassins who are wearing these, uh, polygonal masks. So if you've yeah. seen the Deus Ex, uh, kind of the new Deus Ex look, mm-hmm. which is this, uh, you know, reflective, uh, 
I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Everybody. It, 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 yeah. Everybody kind of looks like Andros. Yeah. And there we go. Uh, they all decloak. Um, they kill the uh, person doing the deal. They kill Shepard, uh, who is our target there, and start trying to take the weapons. Mm-hmm. And at this exact moment, a Sam sandstorm moves in. Uh, your job is to make sure the helicopter does not go off, does yes. not leave. Yeah. So you you know sneak up. At least I snuck up. Everybody else was you know, uh, fighting and dealing with the sand. So I just snuck up and pulled the battery out. <laughs> yep. It's very funny. Uh, very, very smart. McCready likes that. He mm-hmm. talks about it later. Yeah. Um, but uh, the building collapses yeah. uh, from this. The, uh, the sandstorm is too much. It collapses into the water. And we get our title sequence with this imagery of Jensen as Icarus. Uh, Jensen's not an Icarus figure at all in nope. this. I don't know why they chose that. It doesn't look, it looks cool, but that's mm-hmm. why they chose it. Yeah. I just, it, it's just Jensen and Renaissance art kind of deal. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I think, yeah, just because of Renaissance art depicting Icarus. Yeah. Uh, and then we got our title sequence here with the Illuminati uh, talking about their plans being off track. Yes. Um, we all our names thrown around, which if you haven't played, it's not even human revolution. If you haven't played deus ex one, yeah, uh, yeah. this stuff will mean nothing to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Lucius, the old man and the leader here, you know, tells Robert page like, Hey, we need to activate the sleeper cell. Yeah. Uh, and you don't realize who that is until, well, you know, later. Yes. Uh, so after a time, we, uh, we start the game. We're getting off a train in Prague and we meet up with a named Alex who's introduced during that novel. Yeah. Um, we had to, they, one of the things I like about how this game tells its stories and I can understand this being a mixed bag, but it throws you in the deep end and just kind of expects you to pick up stuff on context. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, you just start talking about like the characters don't explain things to each other in clumsy ways. Mm-hmm. Like it was a couple of beats before I understood what these things were. Yeah. You know? That's good. I mean, like the, the person who ends up being very, very important to this, uh, Nathaniel Brown, like he, you don't like nobody talks about him really outside of just like it's in news stories and like you'll occasionally see like, you know, like a, like a portrait of him on the, uh, you know, on like businesses related to him or whatever. You know, it's not just like, you know, they're not building him up for the entire thing. He is just a part of this world that is important and would intersect with, yes. you know with with the agendas of the pe- the people you're involved with right yeah it, it feel, ends up feeling confident to yeah me, the way this works um you pick up just from context here without them explaining it to you that you're part of something called the juggernaut collective so you are a double agent you're not mm-hmm. just in interpol you're also working for this uh collective uh that is a like a hacker collective like an anonymous yeah style thing mm-hmm yeah, so you're a double agent on tax, Task Force uh, Twenty Nine, uh, yeah. and you're you're you know you're working with Alex, who is a part of this, uh, and the kind of the suspect thing is, hey, tax, TF Twenty Nine, that is a uh, it's an Illuminati front, like they're yep. doing the bidding of you know the people pulling the strings, uh, you know, yes. related to this fuckery that we got exposed to in Human Revolution. And a big part of kind of your your choice in this is deciding who's culpable, like who knows. Yes. Uh, and I really like how that articulates the, mm-hmm. the stuff with your boss. Yeah. Uh, this um, really cool bit of here. There's somebody who is spying uh, mm-hmm. on you who shows up in this first cutscene. Yeah. Um, you don't find out that they're spying on you until way later. Madame uh, photograph. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're doing it here, which I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, Security is really tight. They're treating the Augs uh, crappily. They're being shaken down. Uh, they're being called clanks. That is a slur. 
mm-hmm. in this one of those things. And uh, Alex says, like, hey, listen, when you get back to work, here's a whisper chip. I need you to stick it into the neural subnet. Um, this was made by Janice. Uh, Janice is the leader of the Juggernaut Collective. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. um, and uh, you know th- he. This is going to allow us to listen in. Uh, we also don't find out what the neural subnet is. It's a virtual meeting place. Basically. Yes, it is. It, it is uh, Mark Zuckerberg's dream uh, brought to it, life. Yeah, they have legs, <laughs> um, and the legs can get augmented. Like uh-huh. you can do stuff in this, and eventually you can jump really high. <laughs> um, the uh, and you're talking about it, and then a bomb goes off in the station. Right. Uh, destroying it and kind of knocking you to the side. You know, this is a huge, it's a huge terrorist attack. It's very crowded here. Uh, and uh, your uh, augmentations malfunction, you are unable to lift the rubble off of this, uh, this boy's dying mom, you know, unable yep. to save. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. Uh, so we cut to 30 hours later where you're in bed in your apartment, you know, doing your cool smoking in the uh, shafts <laughs> from the blinds that Jensen yep. likes to do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just, just hanging out on the sunbeam, you know, like a cat he, does. He loves it. <laughs> Jensen has a real hobby, and it's baseball. Uh-huh. You, it's, it's hard to pick that up. Like, you look around his apartment, and you can see that there's baseball stuff. He's got, like, pennants and, and stuff up. Yeah. He's got pennants. He likes baseball. Yeah. So he doesn't just like smoking in, in beams of light. Uh-huh. <laughs> but if you, just from playing the game, you'd expect that's his only thing <laughs> that he likes doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude loves baseball. And yeah. you know, to be fair, he looks like a guy who would fucking love baseball. Oh yeah, I'd be crazy about baseball. Yeah, I, I you know, it. I really don't Back actually. I I don't have any uh, any stereotypes about baseball people. Everybody who's in my band who isn't me is like way into baseball. Okay, and they're always writing songs about baseball players and shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just like, huh? Like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you got you got, got, a, got a bunch of uh, you got a bunch of Mike Mills's there, huh? It is it, the baseball project too. Yeah. Um. The uh. So his his augs are offline. Um, Seraph, who they uh, recast his voice, yeah, um, which is sad because he doesn't sound like Adam. He doesn't sound like that anymore. Yeah, he just calls you uh, son a lot. Yeah, he's a son, <laughs> and he's kind of doing an impression of the previous uh-huh. Seraph, but he's not quite uh, the yeah. same. Um, he called enough to message, uh, and this is the first time you've heard from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you call him back after two years, uh, and you're still pissed because if you remember, he was on Pangea pulling some bullshit. Yeah, uh, yeah, back at back in the day, he wasn't um, uh, forthright with you. Yeah, yes. Uh, and since here, uh, Seraph Industries has gone under. He's working to build arcologies uh, for the augmented. Yeah. Um. So like paradise cities for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Uh. You know. So uh, just a different kind of keeping the augmented separate kind of deal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh. We also get a call uh, from our street doctor, uh, Vaclav Kohler. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a real fun <laughs> dirtbag. Yeah, he's this guy looks like shit. Yeah, I, he's, like he, he looks like uh, he's in what people in the eighties thought punk bands. Oh he yeah, like, like he's in Dogs in Space or something. Uh, it, it's um, it, it, he he needs a good night's sleep and a shower. <laughs> he one hundred percent does, but there's no shower in his place. I don't think uh, he says, you know, hey, come by, but you can't come in the front door. You know, the roads are blocked. Uh, he's real being real cagey. Yeah. About yeah. it. You know? Yep. Uh, uh, and this guard who was, who, you know, who, who blocks our way, uh, gives us to say like, Hey, uh, you know, if you, if you want to get through, I have an expert. I have this friend who's an expert in permitification. Yes. Uh, again, a real shithead. 
Yeah. Um, you can move in here. You can go past because it's an ASX game. You don't have to go through the checkpoint. You can go above, you can go around all these cool things. Yeah. But this starts a side quest. Uh, if you go check out the expert, it makes sense to talk about it here. Um, you know, the checkpoint is fake. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is a, uh, all these cops are making money on the side, taking advantage of a graphic arts activist uh, <laughs> who is a forger, an yep. expert in forgery, who wants is helping to forge documents yeah. for them. Yeah. And they are uh, selling them for exorbitant sums. Like, I think they want 30,000 credits or something like that. Yeah. Which is more um, than I think I accumulated in the game. Yeah. It's a ludicrous amount of money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, uh, you can do a couple different things. With this, uh, you go and you can talk to the the forger. You have to sneak in mm -hmm. uh, to this base, and she says, "Hey, the the checkpoint guy is the ringleader. Uh, you can you know you can take him out. I don't care how you do it, but that'll that'll help me." Yeah. Um, there's a peaceful way where there's a police officer who suspects uh, the extortionist, and you can mm -hmm. apply pressure to her. Yeah. Uh, I mean, shittily, but also appropriately, she doesn't necessarily care. It's like, oh, he's yeah. giving augmented people a hard time. Like, okay, whatever. I can't justify that. But if you say, oh, he's kidnapped and is extorting this, uh, this woman, like then, all right, got him. Yep. I, I, I was playing, uh, I tend to play these games as augmented people who go crazy. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm every, every na big naturals, uh, worst fear. Uh -huh. I suck them shits. Um, the <laughs> the uh, I I this guy had to go. Oh, I, there yeah. was a peaceful option for this, but I was like, no, no, no I'm gonna slice this guy with my nano blades. No, oh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna see one of those very pleasing animations where your <laughs> highly impractical elbow <laughs> Wolverine thing comes out and goes underneath someone's chin. It just it's a throat seeking blade. <laughs> yeah, my throat seeking blade had to, like this guy had to die. Oh, yeah. uh, so I I killed him. Uh, but I mean, there's also a, there's a better way to do it as well. I didn't want to be the center of a ruckus. A ruckus was uh, a ruckus was had, but it was yeah. the police who did it. So yeah, they they will do a ruckus, and it's hard to go up against them at this point. You don't have your augs, and you're not very empowered. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, there's kind of a little extension here, uh, which is like, hey, uh, you go back and say, all right, he's dealt with. You're good. You're free to go. Uh, and uh, she says, all right, well, I have these. Uh, you know, I just finished up these two. You know, the, the, these two false papers um uh for two people it doesn't make sense just to leave them because they you know they paid for them uh yep. so you know in order for these to work you need to go and sneak into this uh this government building uh to activate them in the uh uh just uh in their in their computer system uh you go and hand them hand the papers to these people there's a store clerk who got estranged from his uh daughter after mm -hmm. the incident he attacked her husband um, and then there is this uh, kind of performance artist with dissociative identity disorder and these two different yeah. people. There's an underground theater. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, uh, the, 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 per the permitting kiosk is just kind of in the small little office. The trick is uh, the, the person whose employee ID that you took or yeah, that the, the forger took uh, only has one permit left. So you have to choose uh, who gets to uh, be protected. And the yeah. other person, you will see them in Golem City because they got rounded up. Yep. Yeah. I, ch I chose the old man because the, the theater lady who ran her puppet theater underground for herself mm -hmm. annoyed yeah. me. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, but... she, she didn't have DID. It wasn't her fault, but it, it yeah. I didn't like how it, it felt very like manic pixie to me a little bit. Mm, yeah. Uh, but it, it ultimately is just uh window dressing. It doesn't plot the main or it doesn't affect the main plot. Yeah. yeah. Very much. I, I, I went with the mentally ill woman because I didn't think she would have a shot in uh, yeah. Gollum City. And she has more life to live yep. as well. Yeah. Um, so Kohler, who is our dirtbag, 
who uh, does surgery on us, works out <laughs> of a bookstore, like an amazing looking bookstore that has more books than anyone could ever buy. I love this. It's yeah. like a four story bookstore or something <laughs> like that. Um, but uh, the Diwali crime family uh, is attacking and occupying it right now. So we have to sneak through this kind of like this library bookstore uh-huh. past these mobsters uh, to meet Kohler in his basement lab. Yeah, this dungeon. Um, uh, yeah. I got a question for you, Gary. <laughs> So mm-hmm. I didn't put in, uh, I didn't put points into the Icarus system for a while just because yep. other stuff, you know, like, like that is a key being able to drop from a distance, let you circumvent geometry, but just, I, I got other stuff instead. Yep. Did you die at all? And like, how frequently was it? Because when I died in this game, it was mostly because I was running carelessly and I fell down a manhole. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, car- it was cartoon shit. Shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like it was a manhole that i opened earlier that was just out of the middle of the street it just running to a place 3 a.m <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like you know fall, fall damage it's actually pretty punishing in this and i would it, fall and i would die in the sewer at the bottom of the ladder that's it probably happens to all kinds of people in Prague. you you truly knew the plight of the og um <laughs> Like you didn't have your look down aug activated. <laughs> I I put points into Icarus because uh, I'd played it before. Uh-huh. Um and I there a thing this game does that I think is dirty pool is that uh Icarus when it activates you get the little cutscene, but it also uh makes you better at falling in general. Yeah. So like the no damage falling and taking a knee that mm-hmm. doesn't activate your system only kicks in when you have Icarus. Yes. Yeah. So it increases your, your, you can fall from any height, but you can also fall from like a medium height as well. Yeah. Not take damage. Uh, yeah. yeah. There, there's a couple of things that I can't uh, not play this since I spent a lot of time up in the, the rafters. Mm-hmm. I always do Icarus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that, that is very funny. <laughs> just so this happened to me here just like all right i've got a clear line i'm gonna run but who turned out the lights you been playing those recently huh uh no i just uh well i i uh the cowabunga collection came out so i just had them on the brain oh, and yeah. me, me and derek uh new york am <laughs> is a thing that we say a lot it's okay the the the, uh, the seriousness of that second line is very funny or big apple that's what it is big apple 3 a.m um i just imagine the meme with like ed mcmahon or whatever mm-hmm. where, where, where it's like big apple and he's like oh you know 3 a.m he's like Whoa. <laughs> laser eyes <laughs> like it's so much better oh a hyperstone um, heist is about to begin mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love a hyperstone heist. Uh, so you had to sneak in and, and sneak into to Kohler's uh, secret lab, which you had to pull like a book mm-hmm. to get into his basement elevator. Um, I know why this guy runs a bookstore. <laughs> uh, when, when it just seems like it'd be easier just to have a sewer lab. Um, you go down, he puts you under, uh, you know, to, to take care of you. And then he wakes you up in a panic. You've been under for an indeterminate amount of time. And this is where he discovers that you have mods that must have been put in your body after you recovered from Panchea. Yes. Um, shit he's never seen before. Mm-hmm. You know, r- real big deal. Yeah. So this starts a side quest that spans the entire game and doesn't really give you any uh, resolution. It's yeah, just... It makes me think it was going to be a big part of the third one. Yes. Like yeah. finding out about this the stuff. Yeah. This kind of blank, this time that you can't account for in this uh, in this clinic. Uh, yeah. But you go and call Seraph like, hey, what's the deal? Like you're, you were the last person who put stuff, who put shit in my body that I didn't ask for. 
um, mm-hmm. and you know describes it. And this description matches these Titan Ogs that were designed by this uh, Russian scientist named Orlov. Um, yeah. The you know just the, the Orlov brought them to Seraph to you know to make, but they weren't you know up to the standard. Uh, yeah. The last that Seraph and her, those were just theoretical schematics, nowhere close to even being you know physical prototypes. Yeah, and Seraph feels really guilty. Yeah. Uh, about uh, how your relationship ended. So he's like, please let me help you with this. Like, yeah. I'll do some digging. Like, my name still has some cachet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look into this. And yeah. that starts that side quest. Um, the uh, There's a neuroplasticity modulator that the leader of the mob has, the mob that's attacking Kohler, the Diwali. Um, he wants you to go get it, and it's being held. And that's why the Diwali is there. Yes. Uh, because they do business with this guy, and, and he thinks he's... It's like Jesse going and talking to... Tatuko. You know, yeah, Tatuko. <laughs> like he thinks he's a big wheel and he's really not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh this will uh, this will let you get uh get rid of uh the trade-offs on those augmentations uh later on. No. Uh you know, to get this, you go into to this underground casino and you meet uh someone who ultimately ends up being a pretty good guy as yeah. far as organized crime toughs go, Odkar, Odkar Bakavelli. Yeah. yeah. The the uh yeah, the second the the guy who's the better of the two. Yeah, because there's kind of like an honorable crime boss uh, and a non-honorable one. Mm-hmm. You talk to him, and he says, you know, he's not going to give it to you, but you use your Cassie uh, Og, which is that your social combat mm-hmm. Og. Uh, the way that works has been tweaked a little bit. Okay. In this, you do a little bit less like spraying pheromones. Okay, uh, at the good. person like Drakkar <laughs> Noir clouds that like make them like you. Uh, the uh, in this one, it is more, and this was an element of the other one. The emphasis is have just changed. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you will persuade or intimidate, like you'll get a little like quick time prompt mm-hmm. to do it. But mostly, it just tells you you have to watch these little blips as they talk yeah. to see whether they're a beta, an alpha, or an omega. Yeah, uh, what mindset they have, mm-hmm. and then you can uh, apply pressure. Depending, it'll be like appeals to betas, appeals to omegas, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. If you, uh, it's not over and done because people will be a mix of things yeah, yeah so there are ones where they'll they'll do two blips you know two on alpha and two on omega and one of them is the right answer so it just narrows it down for you mm-hmm. basically yeah. um but you also get this little like paragraph thing that describes what they're like yeah and uh you know this, this is a businessman he's a man of honor mm-hmm. you know so you just you play straight with them you're like yeah i'm, a, I'm with interpol i'm not a cop mm-hmm. i have no organized crime isn't my division i have no interest in what you're doing you yeah know, i just want that thing uh, and he agrees to let you have it for a favor at a later date. <laughs> and this has never happened in media, so obviously it's going to work out well for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Favors at a later date are great. Um, is uh, uh, So you do this, and uh, but Kohler can't calibrate it for you. He just he's, doesn't uh, feel like it. <laughs> he's, he's off doing something. People leave their house and go somewhere uh-huh. in this game. I don't know where. Yeah. Uh, but he's just not there. You can go fuck around in his apartment, but yeah. he's not around. So... I mean, I've got side quests here because I got my dogs and I immediately wanted to start go, going to explore. Yeah. 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 So, like, I've got the two big ones here because they're really good. Uh, something that is a little bit annoying is that this game does have nags in it. Uh, like, if you are off uh, doing something that is not the main quest, like your boss, Miller, will radio and say, Jensen, get down here. Come to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I, don't, I don't care for being nagged. In a video game, especially when it doesn't matter. Like right. one of the things I really like about Human Revolution is it begins and it does it does matter. Mm-hmm. You know, like you uh you're told to hurry, but if you fuck around in base, you get there, all the hostages are dead. <laughs> uh that I really like that. Um this is less so yeah. uh, to me. Um 
one of the things or the last thing I want to say about the uh, getting this uh, calibrator thing, this modulator that allows you to not overclock when you have to overclock and you have to knock out one of your your classic mods, mm-hmm. the uh, the one that lets you mark enemies, the final upgrade lets you have 40 enemies simultaneously marked. <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh, big plans, Gary. It's, it's a really, really good uh, one to knock out. Yeah, I, that, that was uh, absolutely the one I didn't yeah. take. If it's not yeah. going to be hacking Fortify, it's, <laughs> it's going to be this one. Yeah. Um, oh, my yeah. gosh. Uh, so there's a side quest here that you can discover right away, pretty much. There's a courtyard mm-hmm. near your house where there's this woman uh, named Bon Bon who is selling this new drug called Neon. And I am always down for cyber drugs. <laughs> this this one's real cool too. Like it gets you high and you see um like colors and stuff. Yeah. It's a hallucinogenic that gets you high. There's just a, a tiny little like throwaway line when you go to a club later uh-huh. where someone talks about like, oh, like this thing that happens, we're gonna talk about in a second. I'd heard about people going all black. And like <laughs> that's a real scary idea. Like you take the color drug and like all like you just go blind. Oh god. For a while. Like uh-huh. it makes a lot of sense for the color drug to do that. Yeah. So, uh it's yeah. so good. Uh, so like this doesn't pop up as a quest. They've got this thing called points of interest that can sometimes turn into quests. This mm-hmm. turns into a quest when you break into her safe, you know, she makes a deal in the alley. She won't talk to you because, uh, Hey, we're not selling dogs. Uh, yeah. there's a reason for that. We're going to find out, but, uh, you can break into her safe and learn that her, uh, distributor is pressure, pressuring her to go all in on neon. Yes. Yep. Um, the, uh, so we follow this, this kind of series of leads from that and eventually end up in this luxury apartment, uh, from this guy named John, uh, Dubnik and it's absolutely trashed, uh, here. Uh, he's been, uh, dealing neon runs back, uh, from this organization called Cygnus and his home has a smart AI system that sets up as a chat. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something you can do with your house as well, but several of these yeah. houses have this. And one of the things you can do is call a cleaning service. Yes. Um, and when you do this, they clean up the house, which I really like, but they leave this big pile of pills. The cleaning service is delivering the pills. Yeah. It's um, sickness. It's the front. Yeah. Yep. Along with a towel, uh, wrapped up as a, a swan with a key card to a neon rave. Yeah. Uh, there. There are ways so, to get into the rave without doing this, uh, but yes. I really love you know talking to the house to make this happen. Yeah, and and that changes that you get mm-hmm. to see the house in two states is really cool. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you, and then you get to put the fridge back on the bed. <laughs> and I put their I put his fridge on the bed. Uh, they put the fridge back, and I put it back. Yeah. Um, or out in the hallway. Okay. Like, I, when it, on my apartment building, I put all the fridges in one apartment. <laughs> uh, just so everybody has to go down it's a the real hall. fallout to water chip kind of thing yeah <laughs> yeah i just i i really want to be responsible for everybody moving away from Prague because of the fridge bandit <laughs> like, does he take anything from the fridge no 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 he does, he's not really interested in the interior fridge he just he wants to know where fridges are yep you know he wants to be a fridge <laughs> um like oh. uh you go to this very sad rave yeah. uh, here and we find uh, there's uh, somebody's OD'd apparently, you know, somebody's dead there and we find a PDA uh, on them and find out that neon has this adverse reaction with neuropazine. Uh, yeah. Neuropazine is the drug that for people whose bodies reject augs, mm-hmm. they have to take this stuff it ends up being kind of a currency in this game. Yeah. Uh, I ended up hoarding it and you don't have to, uh, yeah. you get so much of it. Um, and Adam Jensen's special cause he does not need neuropazine. That's why yeah. he is a, uh, a super soldier par excellence. Yeah. Uh, but the idea is there's this drug that kills augs 
And like, it's, I, again, I like the, the dialogue here because there are people talking over the body. And one of them was like, yeah, this is just basic, like drug etiquette. Like you need to know your interactions, like mm-hmm. caveat emptor, like this is not our fault. You know, right. just know what, know what your shit you're taking interacts with. And the other person's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but like, I didn't <laughs> I mean, know this, this until now. This <laughs> stuff just hit the street, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like it, you know, they're having the argument about this and someone's trying to justify it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the PDA mentions where the Cygnus headquarters is, it's just this apartment, but there's a secret room that you get into by, uh, by squeezing a spray bottle, mm-hmm. by squeezing a trigger on a spray bottle. Um, and, uh, there's a safe with directions there, uh, taking you to, uh, to the neon lab where it's being fabricated. Yes. Uh, you get down there, you want to sneak because there's a lot of dudes and also they're Diwali, uh, mm-hmm. who are, who are doing this. And if you're being an ally with them, you don't want to murk a bunch of their guys right you sneak in and you talk to the chemist and you can persuade uh her through uh a couple different ways actually uh yeah. she'll react to a couple different things in destroying the reactors um you can do it yourself as well there's a bunch of different ways to do it but this is yeah. the way that lets you get out peacefully without causing an alarm it, i just i thought it was really like i saw like reverse psychology i was like okay this will be fun i can just reload if i uh if, if this goes yeah. bad but it's like you say all right well i'm just gonna go in and shoot everything i see and she's like are you insane that will yeah. kill everybody <laughs> we'll all die yeah uh you can appeal to her like she's you know had to make moral justifications to do this job uh-huh. but you can you can ply her morally right uh you can you can guilt her into it as well mm-hmm. yeah. yeah uh a good side quest. Another really good side quest is Cult of Personality, mm-hmm. uh, which is real good. You will hear rumors like it's in your uh, uh, like in your courtyard. People are talking about just strange things going on in the sewers, and like pamphlets being strewn around. Um, you follow these rumors down into the sewers uh, where uh, there's this guy. He's real jittery w- waiting outside of like this uh, this vault. Uh, his name is Viznik. He talks about being cast out. And he's kind of only speaking in like these really garbled, indirect metaphors. Like he cannot say directly what is going on. Yes. Uh, other than that, there's this guy named Richard who's the leader. He's got all the members insignaled uh, to himself <laughs> and to each other. Uh, so they're connected. Uh, you go inside and you meet this character named Richard the Great who addresses <laughs> you from a Jumbotron uh, and holds you in thrall. Uh, yeah. You try to use your Cassie and he hijacks it. Uh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, stops you from resisting and he describes this utopia he's creating. Right. Um, so you, like you remain ensnared or ensignaled, uh, after this conversation, like you have like a filter over your vision. Um, and, uh, like nobody is going to give you any help. Everybody is seeing something different. Uh, you cannot use your augs or anything while you are within this, uh, within this commune, right? And the upper hallway is guarded by turrets. I love the, the, the signage that is around here. There are posters that just say, good people don't go upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I would love to have a, a, a two story house and just have that sign. <laughs> like, and no answer, no questions about it. Like anytime somebody came in, it's like, what sign? you know like <laughs> what upstairs <laughs> like good people don't go upstairs is very good uh when you explore you find a crumpled up poster uh for this magic show this hypnosis show led by richard and laborio uh so we go to laborio's magic shop to mm-hmm. find out what's up um this is somewhere i'd gone before the quest 
Yeah. So I had seen all this creepy shit without knowing the quest was going on, uh, which is great. I <laughs> uh, get to find out Richard and Laborio work together using social mods and hypnosis to guide people through shared hallucination and binaural beats. I, I, I love that. And, you guys like, what's the, what, what's the secret here? He talks about frequencies bouncing off of or whatever, but yeah. it, and it's like very thick accent. He has binaural beats. Yeah, like it's a fucking YouTube. <laughs> like there, there's a beat that's lo-fi enough that all you can do is study to it. <laughs> like you have no choice but to study. <laughs> You stop everything you're doing and you pull out a textbook. You studying. Like, I haven't been to college in years. <laughs> what am I doing? It's been so low-fi. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so Richard, he disappeared after the incident. Uh, Liborio thinks that seeing so many people die broke him. You know, it's like yeah. just something had to change about him. You know, just uh, everything was... Everything's going well until that. So he gives you these scramblers that you can place on the emitters to uh, kind mm-hmm. of block the signal. And he says, hey, if you can help it, please don't hurt him. Like, he's, he's a good, he, I knew a good person, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, so you sneak upstairs, you have to sneak past the turrets and uh, put the emitters uh, on the uh, little things, which allows you to confront Richard. Yeah. Uh, and you basically convince him he went too far. Like, he's replacing one dystopia for another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the totalitarian nightmare. Yeah. 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 Super good quest. Reminds me of the uh, magic show that I went to. They sent me this email for a puppet show they're doing now with the puppeteer of the two, the worst of the two, called Dracula Revamped, which I'm curious about his Dracula puppet show. But if it's just Dracula screaming at kids, <laughs> the whole time, <laughs> like all that other guy's puppet shit was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I've talked about that in this show, but there's a, a local magic done bad. <laughs> Uh, guy and one of them is a puppeteer uh, kids magician who yells at kids a lot uh, who apparently is now doing a vampire show that's so. i mean like there's a version of that that could be really funny it'd be amazing yeah like it, if i wasn't already if the last time i went it didn't almost give me a panic attack i would go for <laughs> irony reasons but i just can't watch kids get yelled at that much it's very upsetting to me oh it's so good yeah <laughs> So, uh, it, it's about time we go check out the, uh, the headquarters, at least check in with Miller. He's been, uh, yeah. uh, uh, harassing us over our comms for a while. Uh, we go in and this woman named Aria who came across like Jensen's girlfriend to me. I think she just likes him. <clears throat> you know, you, Jensen is, uh, is, doesn't experience love. Not uh, in the way you it, and I do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not how Jensen works. So like <laughs> Jensen is not affectionate towards yeah. her jensen cannot express that emotion it's not one of the one emotions he can express <laughs> so the um, but i think that she's she's sweet on jensen yeah, yeah. she loves the way he shaves his beard into spiky shapes <laughs> it's so expressive of your play-doh fun factory beard jensen it's so hot <laughs> like, <laughs> the, uh, she yeah, comes uh, in with with matching with matching little jaggies on her hairline yeah, <laughs> let's, let's, look, like, let's make a meet yeah, yeah let, let's lock <laughs> Um, so she gives you an access card to the shooting range, uh, so you can do that. And everyone's talking about, everyone's freaking out. Yeah. Um, I like the way this, this like, uh, intelligence bullpit. Yeah. You can walk through this and overhear a lot of like interesting, you know, not interesting because it's relevant to the game, but it's a really good simulation of this. Mm -hmm. Like this feels like a, you know, uh, Interpol workshop. Yeah. And there are different rooms for different specialty specialities and such. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that you can go into it's neat yeah no it's a it is it is a functional space 
And there's tons of stuff you can do in here. You can break into lots of offices and things. For all mm-hmm. the world, this is laid out like you're going to have to fight people in it. I uh, kept expecting to come back and fight. I, I totally yeah. expected a UNATCO thing, right? Yep, yep. yep. Uh, and it would work as such, but uh-huh. it doesn't. Yeah, the, um, instead, instead Prague turns into your UNATCO. Yeah. Yep. Um, the uh, So you break into the server room in the neural subnet and plant the whisper chip. When this happens, Miller's like, Jensen, get into my office now. And I like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, but just a coincidence. Right, right. Uh, and he's he's an asshole about your augs as well. Yeah. Uh, he. It turns out this is not a bad dude, mm-hmm. necessarily, uh, but he's not being great about this. Yeah, yeah. You, you, know. you know, it just, they, they, they keep it plausible that he could be working against you. Right. Yeah. You know, it presumes, presumes that you'll go crazy. Kind of like. When you, and you have a, of, a whisper in your ear, like Alex keeps saying. He is in on Yes. Yeah. And it turns out the way that, you know, the Illuminati is not scary if everybody who's working for the Illuminati knows they're working for the Illuminati. Right. The reason why these are scary is that there are well-meaning true believers, mm-hmm. you know, who don't know that. And that's who this guy is. Yeah. He's a functionary. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, so very abruptly, he is pulling you off of Dubai and off of, you know, following up on these crazy gold mask people that you found there, ever brilliant though they may be, uh, he's pulling you off of that and putting you on the local bombing case, putting you on the train station bombing. Uh, and the first order of business is to sort out, uh, jurisdiction with the local police who are trying to monopolize the crime scene. Yes. Uh, so you had to head over back there. Uh, they're going to find a way so you can get back there. That station has been closed. Uh, but they're they're gonna get you a special car that'll go yeah. there. Um, as you're leaving, Alex radios you and says, "Hey, the whisper chip was miscalibrated, so decoding these messages is gonna take some time. Basically, go do some game, yeah, before I give you this info dump." Mm-hmm. Um, so you take the subway uh, to this specific metro stop we haven't been to since the beginning. And uh, Miller, uh, there's a guy that Miller thought was in trouble who they sent in. This guy named Smiley. Uh, who, such a dork yeah we got something in a dorky forensics agent who got sent on <laughs> missions as well um, he's he's so jumpy yeah he was kicked yeah. out for tampering with evidence like oh they're being real uh they're being real hush hush uh and i like this he says could you just kind of get in you know jensen your way in there and yeah. get the scan of this blast site for me everybody knows what this guy's about <laughs> yep like just uh, for somebody who never asked for it, which like, again, he only says that once in uh-huh. any of the games. Like it's not like his Pokemon catchphrase, but uh, he does, he does do it real well and everyone knows it. It's, it's, I mean, they, they, they play on it. Like it is a joke that kind of always works for me. Like it's at yeah. one point later on, somebody says, oh yeah, the thing you need is inside a police station. And you can say, well, what are we going to do? And the person says, so you're telling you, you're, you're not the kind of person who, who breaks, in, yeah. who breaks into you, police stations. Yeah. You're, I think you say like, you're like, oh, uh, what a, the, uh, the kind of person who would do that. And they're like, you're telling me you're not that. <laughs> like yeah, yeah it's it's real good uh because yeah. they, they know you're playing a video game it's yeah. like in uh zelda when they acknowledge that you're just picking up and throwing pots all the time <laughs> you know i i love that shit yeah uh so this is a little deus ex dungeon it's a little instance we're not going to come back here right. um it's just a really well designed little dungeon uh this is basically uh very similar to what the first dlc is as well okay um it's just a dungeon about this size Okay. That you can go through and get some some intelligence uh, here. Um, the most uh, interesting part of this, the most interesting feature, is the central room uh, yeah. where we're introduced to the uh, agents in power armor. Mm-hmm. Who uh, and you cannot uh, the way the Deus Ex handles melee is that it takes energy, but you can one shot people in melee. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't do it with these guys unless they've been EMP'd. You get yeah. the animation, and then they no sail you. 
Yeah, they'll uh, like grab your fist and then like yep. throw you into the ground. Yeah. Yep, fuck you up. So mm-hmm. you have to sneak through here. And if you want to take anybody out, uh, it's much more difficult. Like these guys are a big multiplier for complexity when they're about. Yeah. Uh doing ammo changes and uh stuff like that. Although EMP grenades work very well. Like oh, yeah. I always make sure I have a few of those in, especially once drones start being added in. Basically, yes. this game has man hacks, which is weird. Yeah. Even though you can also hack them with remote hacking. And shut yeah. them down, which is typically what I would do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the way that I did this, like I had this, I had this very strong arms, you yeah. know, uh, for lifting up heavy things because there's almost a, people do not understand how ventilation works. Like that vent, that vent won't do anything if you put a vending machine in front of it. No. You know. Yeah. I, I also <laughs> had this for fridge lifting purposes, so like <laughs> it's how I got around a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, place somebody's have... fridge with a vending machine, it kind of fulfills <laughs> the same function. It's uh, there's, there's refrigeration in it, yeah. It, uh, it's refrigerator adjacent, yeah. You like soda, uh, I can tell. <laughs> I can throw all your cupboards, like, yeah. uh, it, it, a, a funny thing about the pickup economy in this is that, like, one of the uh, one of the most common items that you can pick up is the uh, like the bottles of liquor and the beer, so they just populate uh, people's cupboards with it. So it kind of mm-hmm. makes everybody seem like an alcoholic who is hiding everybody their stashes. drinks constantly yeah. in this. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Europe, yeah. yeah, it's how they do it in pra- Prague, <laughs> yeah. Prague. Yeah, but I, I busted my way through some vents in the back and kind of got around uh, and snuck around the upper ridge of the room where the police and power armor were and dropped down yep. to the office with the scam. Yep, uh, which is great. Uh, when you turn, uh, you bring this back to the city center and you're going to give it back to Smiley. Miller calls and says your next assignment, you're going to go to Golem City. However, you know, you had to be cleared with HR through TF29 and talk to the psychologist. Right. Uh, and you, you know, you're a grizzled cop. You don't have any deal, you know, any time for the shit. Yep. Uh, so you return the disc to Smiley. He says, you know, this will take hours to analyze. Again, go do some video game. Yeah. Uh, first. On our way to go uh, do this, though, we get flagged down by Peter Chang, one of our coworkers, and says, like, hey, somebody's been trying to blow the cover on our business. Uh, we didn't mention this, but the way you get into TF29 is you go into this unassuming shop, go into the back room, and the back room is a secret elevator. Mm-hmm. that goes like way deep into the earth uh cool spy shit yeah and uh, he's like yeah somebody keeps searching and trying to figure out stuff about this place mm-hmm. you know we just have this bombing here we can't be too careful right you know can you find the source of these hacks right uh so I'm like hey uh there's this unrented apartment nearby you know where some of these originate are originating from go check it out so you go there and there's a there's a listening post in here uh, and there's a PDA that's hidden on a high shelf. I uh, like this as a message to the owner, this person who goes by the name little K, uh, about how she, you know, shouldn't be romanticizing the year 1977. Uh, yep. uh you know, this is the password to her computer. Uh, this is, you know, 1977 in this alternate history, uh, something bad happened there. Yeah. Re- and, and she's an older such. lady who, who lived through that. Yes. We find out who she is. Yeah. Um, we get on the computer and find out she's part of this group publication called uh, Sam is Dot, uh, which is chasing a story uh, to expose TF29. One of the things in this game is that there's only one radio station and it plays Alex Jones 24-7. Yep. <laughs> uh, when you get remote hacking and turn off everybody's radios, which I like because yep. nobody should be listening to that shit. <laughs> um, it's weird, you know. The, there was like uh, Aaron Signal did a video on Deus Ex talking about how the conspiracy stuff hits different. Mm-hmm. Now, in this this game, I feel that more because it's more explicitly like tied to, you know, Alex Jones bullshit. Yeah, like the guy's doing the Tom Likas Alex Jones voice. Yeah, 
uh, when he's talking about that. This is supposed to be like anonymous, uh, mm-hmm. similar to Janus. Like this is supposed to, or um, God, what's the uh, the name? J- J- Juggernaut Collective. Samus Dot is or like, Jugger- uh, yeah, they're like the come across a little bit like the like the, the beginnings of the pirate party. Uh, yeah, Northern yeah. Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 idea that these people are generally good mm-hmm. uh, is the idea. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they're working on this story to expose you. Right. Uh, uh, so you get on the chat program talking to her boss, uh, and he's he's mad. You know, he thinks you know she just left her AOL open, so mm-hmm. he thinks he's talking to her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I play coy and get him to re- you know remind me of 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 where he said to meet, so we can go and uh, uh, speak uh, speak in person. Uh, I somehow didn't make a note of this, but you go into the sewers and you talk to Kay. Uh, yes. And he's spouting stuff, and he's very obviously incredibly passionate about this, talking about like depopulation and things like that. And this would be, you know, intolerable to for anybody to listen to. But it's in the world of Deus Ex, so it's right. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's he's actually correct. He's yeah. a conspiracy theorist who knows everything. Yes. You need him to bury the story, and you're trying to do it for his own best interest. Like, hey, you need to stop looking into this. Like, you're kicking kick a hornet's nest. Yeah, and they're like, oh, you're you here to kill us? And he's like probably not but listen you know you need to i will jensen your skull uh, if you I, I will immersive sim there are six different ways to get into your skull and i know all of them <laughs> like, the, I, have, I have at least seven different dogs that can get in there yeah the uh so he uh he says uh listen you know scratch our back and we'll scratch yours yeah. um head over to the palisade bank um, go up to the executive offices. Um, the Palisade Bank is an awesome level. I love this You're, so much. The there's only one required mission that is optional to mm-hmm. go here. Huge uh, painted world vibes to me, like the yeah. confidence in which they have huge dungeons, mm-hmm. and that's something that harkens back from Deus Ex One. Yeah, uh, when you went to the sewers and there was the MJ12 complex down there <laughs> that you just stumble upon. Yeah, they're like you know, and you stumble upon it in that game before you even know there's a conspiracy. Right, it's really right. cool. Uh, here, like, this is the only time in this game I tried going the other way. I did the other mission where I didn't do this. Mm-hmm. This is the only time I had to go here. Yeah. Uh, it's really, really neat to have this complex and this good of a dungeon be just for optional content. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Uh, this is like a super secure bank. Um, you can go in, you're allowed to go in. So you go into the, the, the lobby and you talk to them and they t- you ask the, the receptionist, like what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically, you know, they have certain laws here, which make this very attractive. Yeah. For people to keep their secrets and their money here. Um, and you had to sneak up into the executive offices to find the uh the public or what is the uh Picus, mm-hmm. uh the Picus News uh, thing to find out how they have been um you know, you go into the hidden room to find out how they covered up for a plane crash. Yes. Yeah, uh, the, the, the Picus has been saying, and this is a new story that you've heard that like, oh, there was a, there was somebody who got into the cockpit because they were having a uh, flashback to the AUG incident. Uh, yes. And it was this, this, this augmented person who went crazy. Uh, and uh, that w- that's what down the plane. Um, instead, the actual truth is that uh, uh, a, a bunch of planes have been going down around this military base. Yep. And it seems to be connected to stuff that is happening there. At the base, not, yeah. Yeah. I, so you give this back to, to Kay, and uh, he talks about depopulation, talks about his conspiracy stuff. Uh, and then you have to hack an Infolink terminal for him so he can pop- put the story on all the billboards in town. Yeah. Um, very cool. Something that I like. So to get to the rooftop where that's at, the only way that I found was there was a scissor lift there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can use your bio cells uh, to power certain things in the uh, in the environment. 
to yes. uh, uh, get you where you need to go. Yeah, very, very useful. There are other ways to get up there, but it's one of the harder places to get up to uh, alone. Mm-hmm. There is a, a one of the new augs in this. The other one, other than remote hacking that I found useful, is the Icarus Dash, mm-hmm. uh, which makes sense. Like, just reverse your landing system, which mm-hmm. slows you down. Use one that speeds you up. And it functions as an incredibly slow considered blink mm-hmm. uh, from Dishonored. If you charge it up to where you can charge it, you can get really big ups on it. Okay. Uh, and can can get from like a nearby window on top of that roof. Oh, nice. Which is the only thing I did at. Um, so uh, before you go to uh, to do all this stuff, before you go to Golem City, um, Alex Varga wants to talk to you. Uh, she tell you know you go to this basement of this abandoned limb clinic that's been vandalized and destroyed after the incident. Yeah. Um, and she has a message she's going to play for you from the whisper chip. Yes, this is an overheard conversation from our boss, Miller, talking yep. to whoever he is accountable to. Uh, Manderly is who it turns out to be. Yep. Uh, and, we, and we know Manderly is a factor in this. At least Jensen yeah. knows his name before. It's your uh, boss in Deus Ex 1. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it is Manderly telling Miller, hey, you need to pen these like five recent terror incidents, uh, including Dubai and Prague, uh, and this break in at Versa Life that hasn't mm-hmm. happened yet. You need to pin it on this group called the uh, uh, the ARC, ARC, the Augmented Rights Coalition. Yes. Um, Versa Life is the only corporation still producing neuropazine. Yes. You know, and that has not come out yet. Um, and you, this is where you can kind of decide, uh, Alex is convinced that Miller is in on it and you can say like, no, it sounds like he's just following orders. Yeah. He doesn't sound happy about it. He sounds reluctant uh, that he's being told yeah. to do this stuff. And that turns out to be the the true thing. Yeah. yeah you don't find out until the, the end, whether this guy's really on in on the conspiracy or not. Mm-hmm. But, um, you had to report to the, the psychologist, Dr. Uh, Ozin. Ozin. Uh, she interviews you mostly about, uh, kind of your disposition regarding what you went through. Yeah. You know, Seraph and Panchia, do you have any conflict of interest with Ark? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, since you are augmented as yeah. well. Uh, you know, I, I express sympathy because I because I am who I am. Say, oh, mm-hmm. you, know, you treat people like animals are gonna act like it. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, like you, you can't just, you know, put your boot on somebody's neck and not expect them to, to, to rise up. Yeah. yeah. Um, this person ends up being important to the plot and would probably be a huge part of the third one if they ever make it. Yes. Uh, this is also the uh, the flashback DLC, The Criminal Past, takes place with an interview with her. Uh, uh, and it does the Prince of Persia thing where when you die, she's like, that didn't happen, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> You're right yeah. here. You I just thought I'd fuck with you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Doc. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you meet uh, Miller uh, and his pilot, uh, Chicane at this helipad behind an old puppet workshop. <laughs> That's real <laughs> hey, creepy. Hey, can you make your metaphors not as <laughs> yeah. on the nose, please? Uh, I love uh, Chicane, though, because if you start digging into Chicane stuff, mm-hmm. you find out that he knows Dr. Ozen, Ozen uh-huh. uh, and you can find stuff. So, like, I'm just going to jump to the the reveal here because uh, yeah. you can find really strong hints about it. They're both Illuminati agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miller is not. Yeah. Miller is just following orders, but he has people sent there to keep an eye on you and mm-hmm. keep an eye on TF-29, uh, which is this guy and the psychologist. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I, and I, I, I love that it never comes up in the plot. Like you, we find mm-hmm. out uh, about the psychologist being uh, that in the post credit scene, Jacqueline, you just have to figure out yourself mm-hmm. uh, by looking through emails and digging around their stuff. You can break into his apartment. It's like right nearby. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I, God, I love to, I love to find out stuff about characters through scrounging. Mm-hmm. Um, scrounge mm-hmm. is one of the better verbs. It's one great. Of the better I love verbs to scrounge, scrounging around in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, Miller says, when you get here, uh, there's footage of an AUG in a hoodie leaving the bombs on the platform uh, in yellow bags uh, used by Talos Rucker and Ark. We've uh, heard about Talos Rucker. We can read news stories about him. Mm-hmm. and stuff uh he is an Aug, he's augs right activist who is apparently like incredibly charismatic yes you know it's like he's like a p- p- political leader yeah yes if the, if the game was uh i want to say like 100 degrees more insensitive but if it were like four degrees more insensitive they would compare him to mlk yes like they were already so close with all their Aug lives matter bullshit mm-hmm. uh they it's, stopped just short it's actually kind of shocking that they didn't i'm very surprised yeah uh, they knew it. They like somebody was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> should we?" Uh, no, we shouldn't. And yeah. Jensen, who knows this is, he's motivated to pin uh-huh. things on Ark, is skeptical about this, right? You know, yeah, gets kind of hand waved. It's real flimsy, right? It's yeah. like, well, okay, well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna extra extra judicially uh, grab this guy. Uh, and mm-hmm. we need to get into Golem City to do this. We have an informant there named Tibor. Tibor, blame it on Tibor. <laughs> I've always yeah. blame it on Tibor. Yeah. My, uh, my, my favorite thing about that Simpsons episode is eventually he gets promoted above Homer. I, I, <laughs> Tibor is wonderful. Viva <laughs> Tibor. Um, Jensen, you know, is talking to Jacane. Uh, Jacane's got a limp. He's got this knee brace. Uh, and he, he he's like, hey, you should get that augmented. You could just walk. And he's like, no, no, my limp keeps me honest. Yeah. Uh, he is against augmentation. I was expecting there to be a, uh, a, I don't know. I think it's because, uh, who was the chopper pilot in the previous game? Uh, what was Malik. her name? Yeah. Because Malik, like the relationship was so good and she was such a character. I was expecting, uh, uh, Chicane, the forever man to, to, uh, to open up to us. Mm-hmm. No, nah. <laughs> nope. It's like, Hey, you're not as fun as that person who possibly died in the previous game. <laughs> he's, he's an Illuminati agent. He doesn't want yeah, to open up, I know. You know, but he, uh, he's not as fun. That's yeah. why we get smiley instead. Yeah. Um, so so the, uh, we traded Malik for smiley. (laughs) No, Uh, uh, kids today are always trading Malik for smiley. Um, the, uh, so we go to this, this thing called the official name is the Udalek facility, but it's called Golem city. Mm -hmm. Uh, and this is a Kowloon walled city, uh, like ghetto, you know, uh, not trying to use that term fast and loose. They say in the game, Mm -hmm. it is a place for this underclass to live in squalor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a it's a horror show, even inside. The the, yeah. the 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 police there basically have carte blanche to you know herd people around. Uh, yeah. They basically live with no privacy and no freedom of movement. Uh, just uh, yeah. enforce poverty. Yep. You walk you walk by a lot of police beating on dudes, and there's not a whole lot you can do because there's a lot of surveillance. Yes. There. Um. When we head to Tibor's house, uh, his sister in law is super pissed. Um, we have to calm her down, which I, I failed to do. Uh, mm. I did, did the wrong choice here. Um, but either, and so I dug through her stuff and found out the information anyway. Like, that's cool. <laughs> I'm going to look at your laptop real quick. Do you mind if yeah, I check my email? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> need, to, need, need to see how, check the score on the game. Yeah, I like baseball. The, the, uh, the Tigers, that's that's Detroit squad. Yes, yes. Yeah, the baseball <laughs> squadron. Uh, Tibor uh, is her brother-in-law. Yeah. Uh, his brother, uh, she's married to Dusan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've both been taken by the police. Right. Uh, yeah. Tibor is affiliated with Ark, but Dusan is not. Yep. Uh, so we have to sneak into uh, the Narrows, which is the police uh, kind of police station mm-hmm. here, and talk to Tibor. 
um, we, uh, he gives us some leads, but he says, you know, if we help find Dusan, he doesn't have any part of this. Like we should help him. Yeah. Um, and this is tricky because you get to Dusan and you can't like sneak him out. Like no, you, you have, have to, to deal with the police that are here. Yeah. I love that. Like I felt so smart, like getting, you know, like, you know, getting through the vent above and like stun gunning the guy who was uh, interrogating him thinking the hell yeah. And he's like, no, I'm not going to talk to you. There's still police out there. Yeah, they're There's right just there a, through the window. Whole, yeah. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Let them can't support human weight. <laughs> you have an Icarus lightning system that allows you to do that. In real life, you just fall through. Haven't you, yeah. seen, haven't you seen the breakfast club? Uh, you fucking idiot. Um, so you have to take these guys out and it's hard. They're milling mm-hmm. about this little bullpen uh, and there's a guy in power armor mm-hmm. here. Uh, this is one of the times in which I went loud. Okay. Uh, because... It just happened that way, and I I try to roll with it when I get yeah, caught in these yeah. games. Uh, so you know, throwing, taking out the other guys and attracting them over. You can do the hitman. There's a problem with the toilet thing where like somebody comes to inspect a body, you knock them out, and then somebody comes and inspects that body, and you knock them out. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't work when you get to the power armor guy. Like yeah. You have to EMP him first, which makes it a little bit more complicated. Yeah, uh, this this was so there are there is a television here that you can keep mm-hmm. turning on with remote hacking. This is where I learned the power of that. Yes, um, that came in real handy on the streets of Prague once the lockdown started as well. You had to summon the video dead <laughs> yeah. by, by turning it on. I uh, when I made the body, uh, the pile of knocked out cops or <laughs> killed cops. I killed killed the cops because they're all fascist in Golem City. Uh-huh. Uh, dead cops. I put a landmine under them. Which is how I got the, uh, the big guy. So when he came Jesus. to check it out, yeah, uh, some insurgent shit. Yeah, man, <laughs> Fuck the, like, they're awful. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I really, part of me, the joy of a game that we can play non-lethally to me is that you get to choose. It's not yes. just that it's non-lethal. Like, mm-hmm. choosing who has to go is a power fantasy. I will take. Yes, I will play God. Yeah. I, you know, uh, I, like I, I just, uh, I would have done that. Uh, trying to justify myself, like, oh, I would have totally hit him, but you know, just didn't want to. <laughs> cool. I, I, ju- I, I didn't want to get my clothes dirty. Yeah, no, no I, I just. I can do them taco moves as well. <laughs> not being a, not being a dermot here, I always, you know, just like uh, taking people out quietly is quiet. Like it's not going to yeah. start a big thing, and I'm just, I'm not spec for taking fire. You know? You're not you're not alone in that. Like a lot of people who I talked to when I was talking sugar about this game on Twitter were like, this is the first one of these I've non-lethaled all the way through mm-hmm. because they made it easy and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not this game is not really playing in the space of Dishonored where it's choosing non-lethal as a hindrance that you're choosing for moral reasons. Yeah, uh, it's not really doing that. Right. But yeah, all cops must die, though, uh, at least in Golem City. Yes. Yeah, because um, they're bad. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, you do this, uh, he gives you, uh, this arc passphrase that he'd heard. Yes. Um, you don't need this to get in, but you can get in. Yes. Yeah. Just do a bunch of different ways to find keys, uh, to yep. talk your way in. I ultimately didn't need to do this because, the the Bacavelli, uh, the Diwali yeah. guy calls in his favor. Like I get through the back of the narrows and yep. Otar calls in like, Hey, favor time. Uh, he wants us to take care of this shopkeeper named Galois. Uh, who is not French. He's not even attempting an accent. Nope. <laughs> yeah. uh, this guy, I, I killed this guy as well. Cause I'm a good Diwali soldier. I didn't kill um, him. I, I, I said, Hey, somebody's trying to kill you. You should get out of the country. Yeah. yeah. Also uh, very acceptable. He's yeah. kind of a dick though. Did you talk to him before this as a shopkeeper? And He's no. a real asshole. Yeah. At this point, my you can see the slippery slope that my moral <laughs> stance is taking. Like, oh, well, these cops are oppressive. They got to go. This guy was rude. 
as well. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody who's like a rude man? You gotta go. <laughs> like, um, oh, but yeah, it's, he's got a lot of, he's a, runs a weapon shop. Yeah. So he's got a lot of security. Uh, you can sneak in the back and mm-hmm. take him out that way. Uh, and yeah. this also has this little shaft that'll get you up into the uh, arc zone. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, like the secret that he was being killed to uh, contain is the fact that uh, the mob boss, uh, Radich, which yeah. I always trip over because that is the name of a minor villain in Dragon Ball Z. Uh, uh, and the name of a minor vegetable in some salads. <laughs> So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that guy, he has an augmented leg. Uh, yes. So, you know, doesn't want to get rounded up. Uh, so Radich sucks as well. Like yes. uh, doing work for Otar allows him to take over the Diwali and he's okay. an honorable crime boss. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so you get past his shop by hook or by crook uh, and you reach this area called the throat uh, where you get introduced to somebody who ends up being a major character and you know, he's bad news because he immediately has, uh, Gunter Herman vibes. Uh, he, this is he's such the, the villain. Yeah. In this. Like yeah. it's, it's Marchenko. Apparently in the Interqual novel, Gunther Herman shows up. What? Which made me very curious about that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I mean like far be it for me to read a deus ex Interqual novel. Like, <sighs> That's that's some that's some hard times. That's some divorced ass shit. But I, <laughs> like, like I still am kind of curious about what happens with Gunther there. Yeah. Um, this guy is very clearly uh, like a philosopher, Gunther. Yeah. You know, he's uh, dismantling one of these drones that is his people uh, brought in, and he's he's threatening, but he's also wants to engage with you. You know, he's not dumb. Right. You know, he's not Gunther. Gunther was a big slab of dumb. Yeah. You know, th- this guy's, uh, we're going to find out he's also a double agent, but he is doing the voice of a true believer extremist very well. Yes. Playing the part rather. Yeah. He's a, he's a fanatic and says, Hey, stay away from Mark. You know, yep. you, no matter how, uh, hard line you try to be in this, you, you know, you're still Jensen and you're still, uh, you know, an Interpol guy you're not hard enough for him. He says, just stay away. This is your yep. only warning. Yeah. Uh, so we get to the, the dungeon part of this. The rest of this has been kind of a city with a little mixed stuff, but now we're in an explicit dungeon. Um, we get to our territory. Uh, Tibor is, is rotting us out. Yes. Uh, telling everybody that Interpol is coming for us. That is why everyone's automatically hostile. Right. Here. And we go through the surprisingly expansive arc. Mm-hmm. Complex. This is huge. Yes. Uh, you know, many, many, uh, kind of bottlenecks and multi-floor dungeoneering mm-hmm. uh, through this. It does feel, I think that the other thing that, uh, when people don't like Golem city, it's not just the city. It's also this, yeah. uh, being relatively linear, uh, in a, in a literal sense, like mm-hmm. it's a line. It's yes. a series of kind of hallways. There are multiple ways to go through the hallways. There are still vents and second and first floors and mm-hmm. access tunnels and shit, but it's much more linear. Also, like the part where they actually give you free reign to go and do stuff is the anonymous industrial part. Yes. You know, like the the, the opening stuff where everybody lives as a hallway where you get to see the oppression and stuff. And then after this, when you're making your escape, it's the cool point. It's like the cool uh, rooftop garden kind of thing. Yeah. Like like that rules. But like you're being chased through there. Like you can't actually like poke around and see stuff, you know? Yeah. You know what this looks like? It looks like um, levels in the surge. 
Oh, you're right. Yeah. You know, that horrible hub level. One of the worst (laughs) hub levels in a video game. So bad. Yeah. Um, We eventually get to to Rucker, who is a sloppy drunk uh, explicitly in this game, not just, you know, the way that everybody is. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can debate him because he's not a bad person. Right. You know, you can explain like, hey, prove them wrong. Like, Mm -hmm. I will do everything in my power to make sure you get a fair trial about this. But if you didn't really do it, like, you know, you should come in. It will do more good for your purpose Mm -hmm. uh, and convince them to come in willingly. Uh, He gives you a key card to a safe. It has evidence about the real bomber, Um, you know, and he's saying, like, like, I'm really not going to be able to get out of here alive. If I do, there's a leadership struggle. There's a coup from within. Right. They just that there there are factions inside of Ark, you know, some who think that he is uh, that he is a hindrance, and like there yep. are people outside of Ark too who see who see Rucker as uh, as a hindrance. Um, yeah, and he gets fox died. Uh, yeah, he he starts convulsing. His augs turn against him. Yeah, uh, this is real good body horror. It, the, the the way his hands kind of split apart and kind of look yeah. like like weird like fluttering meat flower kind of things. Yeah, yeah, it's real it's real spooky looking. Yeah. Uh, so he died here. Um, when you go to the PDA in his safe, there's a message from JM. Right. Uh, there, when, you know, Joseph Manderley. Uh, we have to head to the extraction point. You know, it's, right. it's kind of treated like you screwed the pooch, even though you didn't do anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we have to escape through this heavily guarded rooftop garden. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you're pretty much always going to be under fire when you uh, when, when you run like an alarm is going to trip. Uh, but, uh, Marchenko comes out and in the cutscene stops his men from firing. Like he lowers the, 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 it pushes the barrels on their guns down, kind of glares menacingly up. Yep. Uh, he is the, uh, splinter faction, basically yes. the, the leader here. And he is controlled opposition, which we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, we get back to Prague and Miller's super pissed that Rucker's dead. Right. You know, uh, this is going to be real bad news. Like once this gets out, Gollum City is going to turn to a war zone. And even when it gets out here, it's going to be real bad news because this guy's kind of a messiah figure. Yeah. Um, we can give him the secret evidence if we want to, or we can save it uh, for ourselves, or we can give it to Vega. Um, I ended up giving it to Vega as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you can also give it to neither. Uh, mm-hmm. I choose not to trust either one. Right. Um, you asked uh, TF29 to check out uh, Marchenko to find some information on him because uh, you're you have a feeling he's a pretty big wheel down at the evil factory <laughs> and uh, they were not able to get any information on him yeah he's a ghost yep yeah uh, but smiley did his job he did yeah uh yeah. just we went and did enough game and now we can uh, get the materials analysis the big scan of the uh of the of the platform here and yeah. uh you go uh so you get that and mm-hmm. uh, uh oh gosh Alex. You can also, yeah. Alex asked you to, you know, yes. says at this point you get a point of interest to go break into Miller's apartment, right? And see where his loyalties lie. Uh, and this is real cool. Like you go do that, um, and you find out uh, nothing that says he's a traitor. But the reason why he's acting like such a high strung dick is he's got really intense family drama going on. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like his uh, his his daughter uh, has a degenerative spine disorder, and yep. his ex husband, I believe, is like. You know, saying like, "Hey, we need the permission. Uh, we we need your permission to do this augmentation on the spine." But like, I mean, Miller knows. <laughs> so yeah, just like, like this is sign her consigning her to life as Se- a second class citizen. Yeah. So you know, it's like, yeah. okay, which is better, not walking again, or you know, living under the thumb of this you know system that I'm a part of. It's yeah. a. This is a rare. I don't like to. Uh, yeah, I'm not taking shots or anything. 
but like uh you know what uh, a games critic i really like aaron signal did a video on this that i find very frustrating and one of the things that he had a problem with this game he's like oh this doesn't you know it talks about these downsides of augmentation but it doesn't uh truly engage with it in a meaningful way and the way he he talks about it is as if the only way to do that would have been to have like jensen in the position mm-hmm. of uh of this this girl uh or this daughter of miller uh, i disagree with that i think that like having this be part of the world uh is not superfluous yeah um, you know the world matters that you're in the context you're you know just because your character is not experiencing something that's mm-hmm. a very powerful thing for a video game to do but not everything has to be you know uh cart life right like, not everything has to be papers please um you know you can have something where it is part of a the world tapestry and still have that be additive without it being you know the only option yeah and this is a good example of like the kinds of conflicts that he was saying and i'm I'm using him as an example but this is a pretty common criticism of this game so mm-hmm. you know if, if uh, that doesn't work for anyone individually put in anybody who is who said this because it, it comes up a lot yeah uh, this is a good example of the kind of things they're saying they want to see in the game that i think is there you just have to find it mm-hmm. you know um you know it's an interesting you know conundrum yeah in this world uh and add shade to this guy who's been a, like a real prick mm-hmm. this whole time and just finding out they're under this like immense pressure that has nothing to do with the illuminati nothing to do with these the the actual plot of the game and everything to do with the setting yeah i think is cool everything to do with the the the, the social forces right yep. yeah. yeah now i just i i, I mean there are plenty of criticisms for the world of the game, but you know, something I said back toward the beginning of the episode was like, I feel like the case against augmentations, like, like the case for oppressing people is not actually made, you know, like there's not like a lot of shade outside of like, okay, they went crazy this one time. (laughs) Well, It's also a thing too, where, uh, it's kind of got an uh, X-Men super human registration act thing where like, yeah, but even more modular, like an X-Man doesn't get to decide whether their power is to blow up, mm-hmm. you know, whereas the people who sell augs could just be like, you know what, the, the, the typhoon thing that just makes exploding grenades fly around you uh-huh. doesn't really have any purpose other than other than warfare? You know, blowing up yeah. subway stations and shit. Right. Yeah. Uh, maybe we don't need to sell that one. Maybe like, gun control can solve this. Yes. You know, making, I'm saying making a lot of people really mad, but uh-huh. like treating it more like that as opposed yeah. to a racial difference makes tons more sense. Yeah. Like there's definitely no moral argument against somebody getting a super spine. Right. Whereas there can be an argument for somebody being able to shoot their elbow blades out at high velocities. Yeah. Or like one's a weapon and one isn't. You know, or if it becomes like, all right, well, corporations are super powerful in this, you know, they, they would for, you know, before they could hire you, like it is an economic disadvantage to not be augmented. Right. Yes. So, you know, that actually creates a further stratification, you know, like I, I like that, that happens in a way that I think it, like the original Deus Ex handled pretty well. The idea mm-hmm. of the like the gray plague or whatever, you know, the the, the yeah. nanite thing and the and, and the cure being distributed or whatever, like that was that was a discussion about social forces that wasn't just like everybody decided uh, they're going to be sent to the camps now. Yeah, <laughs> because, it's a lighter touch. Like, yeah. and, and I understand the idea behind saying that the general public wouldn't differentiate that. Yeah, like it's it's not giving the general public credit, which I agree with usually. Like the general public are are dipshits. Yeah, but we can handle something as complicated as guns. Like we can yeah. handle. We understand the difference between uh, an assault rifle fifteen and a hunting <laughs> rifle. 
Right. You know, like we we know that we can uh-huh. a, an Uzi and a, and a hunting yeah. rifle. Uh, just, we can handle that di- dichotomy. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where like augmentation would touch so many people's lives in kind of more diffuse ways. You know, yes. than just like okay, maybe some guy has a has a throat seeking blade in their elbow. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That, like I would want to see those uh, presented as the case, just to bring a little bit more shade to the to to, to the world, as opposed to making it so black and white. They do yeah. stuff like that in the background. Yes, like a little bit. Like they t- they talk about that stuff, but it just isn't end up being what the game is about, which tends right. to be the the criticism mm-hmm. that people have about this. But it's like, I, I guess I'm just more comfortable with the dissonance that this is also a big triple a video game yeah, that yeah. wants you to have fun. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I'm not really, I'm here to think about these ideas, but I can do that at the same time while also not being forced to be miserable because yeah. I'm playing cart life. I'm not saying you should be forced to be miserable or before, you know, put into the, put into the situation here. I just want more of that discussion about why this, why this has happened or to, you know, have like side quests relate to yeah. some of that stuff that would just, I think, you know, enrich, a little bit, a little bit of this, you know. I think there's a, a little bit of that stuff, but there could definitely yeah. be more. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, that's sure. all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Like, it could be handled with a much defter touch. Yeah, you know, without it turning into a itch.io, <laughs> you know, five <laughs> yeah. minute game about the experience. And what I'm saying, oh, make a better case for sending people to a city where they have to live. <laughs> I'm not saying like, oh, you just, yeah. I just need more convincing on this. I, yeah, everything you're they have show to is. Me. <laughs> Everything they show is bad. Like that is never going to be the answer. It just ends up feeling like kind of under motivated. Wait, well, yeah, it's too broad a brush. Yeah. Like, you know, somebody doesn't want to limp and they have to go to the, the death zone. It's real stupid. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and I, I don't really blame Amy for not being able to get I I guess I do blame people for not being able to get over that because like it's I feel like people should have a sophistication of brain enough to understand the dissonance of like, yeah, but I also am playing a video game that is trying to be fun as well yeah you know like that's that's just not an uncomfortable space for me to to play Mm. in it it can be with things that do it and they suck like it is in bioshock infinite when it's like oh there's only the only difference between you know blobbity bloop and blankety bloop (laughs) is how they spell their names and and all that stuff like that feels evil to me like if something is actively malicious Mm -hmm. about that shit it can bother me if something just doesn't give it the attention that would be ideal yeah it's much easier for me to overlook yeah um, I, i'm I'm also not calling for the game to be to be made less fun either yeah no, no, I, don't, I, I, I don't think that those are at odds with each other no i i don't i don't feel like you are no. i'm i'm not making up a guy but i am talking to a guy who's not on the podcast gotcha who's a conglomeration of several guys <laughs> uh, like that 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 uh joke that makes me laugh against my will with uh gary Busey and the simpsons <laughs> where he's like you know that guy was me and the girl was a combination of 15 different women in three different independent film studios <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. or a composite <laughs> yeah it's, it's a dark joke but it that always makes it, me laugh it's a very dark joke yeah incredibly dark uh um, we, get, <laughs> we get some calls like we're getting all these check-ins like establishing some of the quests here for the middle portion of the game uh seraph calls saying like hey the person who did your mystery ogs this victor orlov guy he's in Prague." Yeah. uh and the, the second call is saying like uh, it's from otar saying hey uh you need to do another favor here uh there's someone at the red queen that you need to talk to for me the red yeah. queen being this uh um brothel in the red Light district. yeah uh do this favor and we'll be even yeah. You know. Uh so we talked to Smiley. Smiley says the bomb's timing mechanism uh, was a mechanical wristwatch, a stanic 
It's a mm-hmm. Stanek watch. It's a good fedora. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're made locally, and we know the creator's address. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, when we uh, leave this headquarters, there's a big explosion. The uh, the Stanis uh, the Stanek shop blows up. Yeah. Dun dun dun. Oh boy. Uh, so I went toward the uh, the, the toward Stanek's apartment. Uh, the front door had been pried open, but mm-hmm. there was nobody inside. Uh, and it takes some smart vision and some exploring to get around to this secret room uh, that's off of his bedroom that has what looks like bomb-making equipment in it. Yeah. Uh, when you hack the computer here to get into it, there's messages about uh, this guy's uh, mentally ill daughter being turned out onto the street and uh, warnings from Radich, the, Diwali, uh, the current Diwali crime family boss, mm-hmm. warning him about getting wrapped up with the wrong people. Yes. And when you go to leave the room, a video message plays from Raditz saying, hey, uh, you know, you really should have taken my warning. Uh, and then poison gas starts flooding through. You were in a we death trap. This escape, escape from this death trap. You can't get out of the clock room <laughs> where every surface is covered with a clock. Like, uh, so you had to get in. He has uh, some vents that are covered up under his desk because, again, nobody understands vents. Uh-huh. They put a bunch of bankers boxes in front of them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um yeah. And this the the messages have this uh possible location where Stanek might be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, hiding out from the Diwali. Yeah. Uh so because I did this quest first, I find Stanek alive. Uh he mm-hmm. is <laughs> down in the basement of this bar called the Irish Stool, which is a ghastly name. Uh <laughs> I really hate that name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a, uh, as, as somebody who's had a big drinking party with car bombs. Uh-huh. You know? Like it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh uh you find standing down there with his just um, look up a, a like a picture of this guy he has a seven-way comb over it is fantastic it's, it's very good yeah um he did not make the bombs nope uh his daughter did who got in too deep yeah um she was augmented to work bomb disposal with the military but dishonorably discharged after the incident again that kind of a little yeah. bit of shade right like it wasn't mm-hmm. her fault yeah. you know but she got kicked out so she fell in with some augmented friends who were talking about this thing called the ascension and that's who she probably made the bomb for uh he won't tell you where she is uh but we keep him under observation we have we talk to people outside agents yeah who will hang out outside the irish stool <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh the other quest here is to uh go in uh, and check out miller's apartment we already kind of talked about that uh, but, uh, uh, w- the big thing that we find in addition to those details about his daughter, uh, but we find his, uh, neural subnet access card. Yes. Uh, so we can ultimately go do that. Mm-hmm. Um, when we have that, uh, we go talk to Alex, uh, near TF 29 to get this new update with his verse life break in, uh, that we were talking mm-hmm. about and give her the evidence, uh, from Rucker safe, which I did about the mm-hmm. plant. Again, you can keep it for yourself if you like. Yeah. And she says a verse life researcher was found dead not long ago, apparently, uh, with a similar poison to what got Rucker, another, a Fox die. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Janice says like, or Jensen says, why do we trust this Janice? Like you're putting this on faith. Yeah. You know, this is, this is really convenient. I've never talked to him. You've never talked to him. Mm-hmm. You know, he always has the answer. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, uh, just pretty convenient. Uh, mm-hmm. So the plan for Miller, we need to go into uh, the neural subnet using his access card and hear the rest of that conversation that we hacked earlier. Like we only yep. got the audio version. We don't really know uh, who was on the other side of that. 
Yeah, there's a, there's a record of it. They'll be there. And when we're in there, like you, I like that this isn't going to be a thing where you are in trouble. Like you say, like what happens if somebody comes in there and she's like, well, they probably won't because it's not meeting time. But if they do, you're going to appear as him. Yeah. You're using his card. That's what creates your avatar in the, the yeah. matrix. <laughs> you're, you're in his, it's his avatar. And I hate that his avatar is just him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's just not very fun. Yeah. I mean, if you were the Illuminati, if you came in as fucking gritty, <laughs> they probably wouldn't be that into it. It came you know? in with Grady with a huge dong. Yeah, like if you're Grady <laughs> with a button penis and huge balls, I can I can only imagine that you know, uh, the Bob Page has something to say about that. Yeah, something you know? about your professionalism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so so you uh, go in and we do this uh, virtual realm. Yeah. Um, this is uh, this reminds me a lot of the virtual realms we did in Fallout Four. Mm -hmm. uh, if you recall, but a better version of it. Yeah. Um, this is the same overlay that's in something called breach, which, uh, I didn't realize this until doing research for the show is story-based. It's is kind it? of VR missions. Yeah. There's, there's a narrative to it. You're playing as a Weird. hacker that you play in, uh, that you meet in one of the DLCs. Huh? So I guess I haven't played all the DLCs for this. Cause I, I assumed breach was just a multiplayer mode because you right. can, uh, create challenges for other players mm -hmm. um it's this this uh asynchronous multiplayer thing but this is basically the single player execution to show you what breaches yeah that's neat yeah. like i i got yeah. i got no problem with it like it's 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 fun to do these kind of simple remote hacking puzzles and make your little pathway yeah yeah like figure out how to uh activate these nodes yeah. um once you activate the nodes uh, the conversation plays where miller is talking to manderly his boss and uh, telling him to pin everything art and Miller's pissed. Yeah. Like he's outraged about this. Um, after he leaves, Manderly patches and Bob page, uh, to update on page, uh, orders the use of the orchid on Rucker to move on to phase two. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Just, <laughs> yeah. we, we need to move to phase two. Use the I, orchid. I love <laughs> phase two. <laughs> uh, so Jensen tells Alex, uh, you know, he's like, listen, I'd like to give this report, uh, to Janice directly. Right. You know, this is ridiculous. I, I don't trust all this shit. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we leave the, the neural subnet room and we walk in on Dr. Ozen, uh, the yep. psychologist, uh, typing on Miller's computer. I, I love this. She's like, what are you doing here? And you can be like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, it's very funny. Uh, yeah. And it works. She doesn't want to answer that. Right. Uh, you know, very early on hinting that if you didn't hack her computer, very right. early on hinting that she's up to no good. Yeah. I, I love this because you, you, like, you, you'll talk to her and, you know, she says like, hey, can you, it starts another quest basically. It says, hey, yes. there's this, there's this person we lost track of. Uh, but when you leave the room, uh, you can, if you stick around, you can hear her like panicked on the phone talking to somebody. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Really cool. Yeah. Uh, she wants you to go, uh, she's trying to contact this agent, uh, this agent named black who went undercover the Diwali crime family and went dark. Yes. Heard about him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, we can also yeah. express some suspicions because she refers to, uh, Amanderly as Joe. Yeah. He's not fucking yep, yep. Joe. It's Amanderly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody calls him Joe. Yeah. It doesn't even happen in Deus Ex one. Nope. Uh, but she, she's good cover. You know, right. she, she covers up for it. So the, uh, the side quest here, uh, fade to black, this agent with the Diwali, uh, Vince black has gone missing. We go to search his office for clues about where he went. And we find that he bought a train ticket to Berlin for an informant, uh, this mafia wife who is going to turn on her husband. Uh, 
Right. So we go to a meeting that Black had arranged at the Red Queen, uh, which is this brothel. Mm-hmm. with the wife and the wife is very cagey because there are two Diwali guys just staring at her <laughs> right waiting, and she this is she does the thing i and spy movies i love her, like pretend to kiss me uh-huh. so i can whisper in your ear yeah you know? it's like they expect me to cheat <laughs> like yep. but they don't want a like a strange obvious operative <laughs> yeah something I, I like uh you know got it got to hand it to him something i want to point out about the red queen okay. is that there are it's a brothel and there are strip clubs and stuff there are all kinds of different body types Yes. On display, uh, mm-hmm. which feels very forward looking to me. Yeah. Well, of course, there'd be like a big person. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go and meet her in this courtyard uh, where uh, some Diwali hitmen hired her husband, try to kill her there. Uh, you save her and she gives you the location and code for her husband's smuggling ring in exchange for that ticket to Berlin. If you never got that ticket, uh, you, can, there, you can also give her money. Yeah. 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 Um, and this is being run out of a storage locker. Yeah. You open up and there's a little basement, like there's a door to a cellar there. Uh, and there's not evidence down there. Well, there probably is evidence. More importantly, there's a woman. Uh, there is this augmented woman who is paying them to be smuggled out of Prague. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you're not really able to have like that much of a conversation with her to say, Hey, you know that these guys do human trafficking, right? Uh, like, I really like the way this articulates because you yes. can say that to her a little bit. And she's like, yeah, but I have to get out. Yeah. Like, yes, human trafficking fucking sucks, but I, I don't see another way to get out of this. Right. Like, right. This is my they, only These option. people are assholes, but they're providing a service that is actually really needed that you cannot get elsewhere. Right. Yeah. You know, it's the only game in town. Yeah. Uh, and this is interrupted. She's begging you to leave. She's like, they told me to come alone. Mm-hmm. If they see me with you, that's going to fuck up the deal and I'm going to be killed. Right. Like, I can't afford to do this again. Please leave. And mm-hmm. you can't leave in time before this guy comes in. The husband comes in. It's douchebag. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he comes in uh, there. Does this happen for you that he that he came in? Because oh, yeah, it no. doesn't always work that way. Uh, yeah. So 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 he came yeah. in. The smoker comes in. He's really agita- agitated, you know, like, yeah. oh, he doesn't like uh, unexpected things. Uh, yeah. And he's on this power trip. I had to uh, to Casey him. Uh, yeah. to uh, convince him to continue the deal saying like, Hey, I, I just came here to say goodbye. That kind of thing. Yeah. Obviously you see through it, but just kind of like, no, the deal goes on. Like she needs to get out. Like you I, can I also actually go- apply or appeal to his uh, self-preservation. Like, you know, you could kill me, mm-hmm. but it's going to make a lot of noise. Yeah. Uh, and there's, you know, I don't like thinking of Jensen as being a badass, but there's a badass line. Okay. Uh, where he's just like, you know, I could kill you without making noise. And you could be like, I assure you, I'm going to make, if we fight, I'm gonna make a lot of noise. Like, yeah. you know, which it sounds really badass. You know, could just be he's gonna scream or, or set up his, his dubstep og to just like loudly. <laughs> uh, but you convince him like it's for your best interest just to let us all walk away and yeah. do the deal. Uh, later, she'll reach out to you and be like, "Yeah, I got to Golden City." Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I made it my mission to, to save her because I fucked up her deal. It was my uh-huh. fault. I yeah. want to fix it. Yeah uh but uh you know she she knows she knows the the uh what happened to black like hey black was the one who took our who took the money uh for my uh for my deal but he fell out with a smuggler leader and you can kind of follow the back trail go to the previous meeting site which is black's uh shithole basement apartment and you find him dead yeah it's gross uh he died there's a there's a stiletto heel a red stiletto yeah uh so whoever got him was the stiletto killer that we don't know about (laughs) yep um, when we go to go, uh, replay the favor 
for the woman we talked to, we talked to the owner of the Red Queen, which is a woman named Masa uh, Kadlak, who has one of the more mechanically complicated things you have to do in the game. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, uh-huh. she wants you to, there's a, a member of the family uh, who's causing problems for her, uh, Dominic, who is related. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does not want him to die. He's being kept in this Diwali safe house. You have to extract a dude. Uh-huh. Uh, knock him out and get him out of this apartment complex that's really deep in Diwali territory. Yeah. Um, knock him out, identify him. He has a distinctive tattoo. Like we don't, mm-hmm. he doesn't get a quest marker. We just have right. to like lock onto him first, knock him out, and then uh, drag him into a storage locker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, wrestling the corpse dragging physics in this game, fuck that. You drop people all the time. Uh huh. <laughs> Playing Dishonored 2 right after this just really made me wish you could pick people up rather yeah. than like ragdoll drag them by a specific point. Yeah. It's uh, it's funnier that you can do that. <laughs> and like when you want to like toss people into the river or whatever. It's, I, I, it's I mean, more fun, God, heaven for heaven forbid there is a small barrier between you and yes. what you need to throw because you cannot throw somebody over anything. Nope. Yeah. It, it, it takes many tries <laughs> to do it. <laughs> it's pretty silly. Um, this... I imagine this being a nightmare if uh, I ended up taking everyone out. Uh-huh. Like if if there were still Diwali's who were conscious, I couldn't do this. No, uh, no. everybody had to get knocked out. Yeah, no, I had so. to knock them out because like I came in through the uh, through the upper floors, mm-hmm. uh, kind of through an alley there, and that, that that's how I got back out was gingerly dropping him <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> off of a roof awning. Uh, but uh he's on the he's on the bottom floor like for me he was on the bottom floor like uh an apartment off the courtyard but it was fun Mm -hmm. to go through and uh uh, sleep everybody yeah 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 they all gotta go uh Mm -hmm. there's civilians here as well they have uh uh, sex workers hanging out with them there um so you uh you get him out uh seraph has learned that the person who designed your mystery augs, uh, Vadim orlov you know is in prague as we mentioned we can Mm -hmm. go to his apartment to learn about him and we go there he's dead Uh, He's been shot and his email shows that he was working on nanotech augmentations. It was in Prague uh, to work with a, uh, somebody named Madam photograph. Yes. Uh, For surveillance. This is the person who is following you, Mm -hmm. who is assigned uh, by the Illuminati to keep an eye on you, who is in the opening cutscene. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pretty Uh, cool mm -hmm. little detail. Yeah. No other info for now. There'll be a small check-in in in the final chapter. Yes. Uh, Another side uh, quest here. This is really subtle. I had to like see this on a wiki and see how to start it. Yeah, it's it's very subtle, but it's cool. Yeah. Like it's it's a it's a pretty cool idea. Um, as you're walking through the city, one of the advertisements will talk to you. Yeah, like this advertisement will start glitching and and psst, you know <laughs> uh, not not quite, but well, it shows it shows images of Panchea too. Yeah, yeah. like which is some Jacob's ladder shit. You know, or I would assume so if I was Jensen, especially if I had mechanical eyes. Uh-huh. Uh, you get there and this AI named Hell uh, contacts you uh, and uh, says, hey, can you recover my my data? Um, mm-hmm. She's very cryptic. She's like, I knew you from before. She flashes imageries. We don't know exactly who this is. Yeah. Um, so uh, we go to the place uh, where she's at and there are some uh, men in black from Picus who were sent to break in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go grab her data disk, her floppy. Yeah, this, you know, antique floppy. Um, there's also an order, like, the, this is a story beat thing. Uh, there is an order on a PDA saying, like, hey, one of the people we're working with, his name is Walker. Uh, we need to kill him because he's starting to ask too many questions. Yeah. Uh, so this will be uh, another way to resolve the quest a little bit later. Uh, you can't do anything with this disc because no modern machine will read a floppy. Uh, so you have yep. to go to this antique electronics store 
um, and talk to basically the Deus Ex version of Steve Smith from American Dad. <laughs> Just this fucking nerd. <laughs> I, I I love this. This reminds me of a little bit of Bloodlines, like the prosthetics yeah. guy, the guy with the barely uh, plausible cover. Yep, <laughs> who's who's a real psychopath. Uh-huh. Um, you know he's he's Walker. Uh, and there's a couple different ways you can do this. Um, yeah. If you tell him, you figure out he's Walker, you can be like, hey, there's a hit on you. Uh-huh. He'll give you the reader and leave. If you don't do this, he'll say, yeah, you can go scrounge around the basement uh-huh. uh, for it. And he has the he comes up and puts a gun to you and has filled the basement with traps. Uh-huh. Uh, EMP grenades to even out your, uh, you know, your, your EMP, your AUG advantage. Uh-huh. Here. And it kind of becomes like a little miniature boss fight in an interesting yeah. arena. Mm-hmm. Um, even uh, though you can I- turn invisible and and you know well, put your well, throat seeking yeah. blade through them instantly yeah the 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 vmp eventually wears off all you have to do yeah. is survive he's yeah. a nerd or, I, or I, chug I, an energy cell uh-huh yeah. <laughs> so he's uh i just i, I also like uh he, he says the he says the wrong business name uh yeah. for it as well and that's what you can uh hone on a hone on say hey what's it's, this place called again it's real good uh, yeah. i like this a lot <laughs> yeah. uh, you take the reader to your apartment uh and learn that this is a version of the eliza kassan uh, mm-hmm. AI. Um, that was used to run the the ending machine, the Hyron machine at Panchia. We mm-hmm. mentioned her when we went into Picus in the first one. We found her and she was a hologram. She was an yeah. AI. Um, and she's asking you for, this is an artificial intelligence, like the first artificial intelligence that's gained sentience in this world. Yes. Uh, this is ultimately going to end up tying into Deus Ex 1 in a lot of ways, which as your Daedaluses and your Icaruses and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's saying like, you know, what should I do? with this like do i need to rebel do i need to and you can just be like hey you're an ai now part yeah. of that is making your own decisions yeah say so like hey you have to you have to decide what you're going to be uh yeah. which is fun in this game about choice yeah doing that uh you know allow uh, makes it pay off later mm-hmm. there. um there's a side quest called the harvester which i like quite a bit mm-hmm. um a reporter was murdered near your your, your apartment there um, the police were told not to investigate too closely because uh, they're trying to drive out her PMC husband, Johnny Gunn. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, uh, PMC being private military contractor, yes. not professional managerial class. Yeah. Yes. Uh, John- he's uh, he's related to, um, what's the name of the uh, shitty PMC that's in this? Yeah, Bell Tower, who has uh, just rebranded. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the missions you go on in the DLC is with their new... Like the new thing where it's basically like you can see the stickers peeling over the bell tower logos, basically. It'd be basically exactly what happened with Blackwater. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and you meet a character who I really like, um, this detective who's here, mm-hmm. who is uh, in charge of this like old, a couple days from retirement, but doesn't seem like a bad dude. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I like this voice acting performance. I like this character a lot. Yeah. Uh, they put this old horse on the case because they don't really want it to be solved. Right. Uh, you know, her being augmented as well. Yeah um it's just uh, he says it's a joke yeah yeah uh he'll look the other way while you investigate so you have to collect evidence uh there and one of the pieces of evidence is a witness uh your neighbor Mm -hmm. daria um she won't talk to the cops but she'll talk to you i broke into daria's apartment (laughs) daria uh loves cats there are cat stuff everywhere Uh uh-huh but she has a telescope pointed directly at your apartment a little a little much it what's real it's i i like that foreshadowing i was like yeah, what yeah. is this person doing? Yeah, I'm just you know? saying a little, little, little much on her part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's she's uh, rear-windowing you. Like, she's, she's totally, like, finding this person who's rear-windowing me, and then, like, ten hours later, finding out why it was cool. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Me. I didn't know it was her apartment until I had to go back to it. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, because she, she goes to the, the the phantom zone where people go <laughs> you when know? you're playing the game and they leave their house. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. She only provides a little bit more information uh, than you can gather yourself uh, by looking at Angela's corpse and by using your smart vision to pick up the evidence. Uh, you know, the, the evidence all shows that Angela's augments were forcibly removed. Like her body is lying there and her legs are gone. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's evidence she was EMP'd and then tranquilized uh, before the augments were kind of ripped out. Yep. Uh, so we go talk to Johnny Gunn, and Johnny Gunn's a huge dick. Yep. Uh, him and Angela recently divorced. He's a huge alcoholic. He's an asshole. He's probably got to go, uh, but he's not the guy. Right. Uh, and we can find this out because we talked to him about his experience with Bell Tower. Uh, he served in the Australian Civil War, and his hands mm-hmm. uh, were made of this alloy. Yep. Uh, that were made. He can't leave fingerprints, and there's a right. partial print on Angela's neck, like, but he's not capable because he was augmented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we can go to the detective and be like, "Yeah, he's not the guy." And the detective is pissed because they really want his bosses really want him to pin him. On the yeah. Uh, there's no closure here. There's a you know we can't we can't close out this case, and we didn't get our guy. So. Yeah, we'll have to come back later and do this. Yeah, and he says, "Oh, like there's this detail about the needles." There have been other cases that have involved that where eventually this, this is a quest we're going to come back to. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, just the, there's the, there's other stuff that says there's bigger, you know, there's a bigger pattern at work here. Yes. So going back to the main quest, we go to this abandoned subway station to meet with Janice. Uh, he's on a video link, but his appearance, uh, his features shift like he's in the black or white video by Michael Jackson. I mean, it's it's a super cool effect. It's basically it's what cool. is it, yeah. it's just it's what is described in the book version of a scanner darkly uh, mm-hmm. and per- portrayed poorly in the movie version, even though I love that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really neat. Yeah, uh, he knows Paige. Uh, he identifies Paige. And says, like, how the evidence that you have, uh, we have so far, is not even close enough to touch a page. You yeah. Know? Um, there's uh, some information you can get from the storage box at Palisades that could reveal something about the Orchid. Um, and uh, this sets up one of the missions we can do. Um, this call is interrupted uh, because drones flood the station to flush you out. These man hack kind of things, <laughs> except they shoot. Man yes. shoots. Man shoots. Yeah. <laughs> the, shoot um, mans. Yeah. Shoot mans because uh, they shoot men. Yeah. And dogs alike. <laughs> so I escaped through this, uh, and, and, uh, through the sewer, the, like the, the sewer tunnels have been trapped as well with, uh, poison gas mines. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you get out, uh, nomad Stanek, he, he calls saying, Hey, uh, some goons are coming for my daughter, uh, for the bomb maker. Uh, yep. and just, you get to the, you get to the station on uh, Alex radio saying, yeah, uh, verse life is closing down all of their accounts and moving things away from Palisades. we only have a limited amount of time here. You, you need to make a choice. Are you going to go after the person who made the bombs and yep. follow that case? Or are you going to go after verse life? Are you going to go after the, uh, go after the information the about the orchid? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last time, the first time I played it, I went and did the heist. So mm-hmm. this time I did the other one. I went to the bomb maker one. I want to hear about this. Yeah, I, it's it's pretty neat. Um, it's a it's a rare thing in a game where one mechanical choice like this is vastly superior to the other one. Okay. 
um, going after the verse life thing and getting the cure is way better for the like good ending okay. of the, the game than this thing. Uh, you go and we find this cult to uh, like a singularity cult. Yeah. Uh, and go through their compound. We've seen stuff about this cult before. They were handing out flyers in our courtyard. Mm-hmm. Um, we sneak in and you you infiltrate uh, this cult and take everybody out. Of course. Basically, uh, it's just an apartment dungeon in, in Deus Ex. A good one, but apartment dungeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking them out. You get to the top and you meet the, the bomb maker. And she is a true believer uh, in this singularity cult. That is why uh, she is participating in this this terrorism mm-hmm. uh, that's there. The the individual, I'm a little bit fuzzy because I played this a while back because I got okay. ahead for the game. So I'm trying to remember exactly what she said. The main thing I remember from it is this awesome image of this like machine god thing they worship, okay. which is a bunch of monitors in this tower, like in the middle of a room Ooh. Uh, that are glowing. Like it's really cool looking. Mm. Uh, but I, I talk, talked her out of it and that was it. She got arrested. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, and she gives you mechanically, you get a little device that'll interfere with the bomb she makes. Okay. Um, so in the last mission, you can increase your time limit. That you oh, have when the bombs yeah. go off. There we go. Uh, with this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's a it's just a subplot to this cult that has been mm-hmm. going through. It doesn't apply very much to the rain main mission. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it just it, it like it seems more meaningful to like story and like broad lore wise to get into Versa Life's uh oh one hundred percent vault. Yeah. yeah. This this is this is a side thing at best. Um it's neat again, and the image is really cool. The uh the thing that you go into, the cult tower mm-hmm. of uh singularity, the machine god idea that they're worshiping, yeah, uh, is really neat. This idea of merging. Nice. You know, makes sense with the themes of the game. But how is it that that can be so cool in fiction, but people who believe in the fucking singularity in real life are just the worst. <laughs> that, hey, welcome to sci-fi, man. Yeah. Like I, that I'm saying that flippantly, but it's kind of true. Like yeah, anybody yeah. who goes real deep on any of these sci-fi futurism concepts. Yeah. Like one of the secrets that we had to all learn is that the idea of a real life, Tony Stark fucking sucks. <laughs> yup. Like it would be awful. Yeah. The Twitter you know? makes everything worse. Yeah. Even even outside of Twitter, like I can't yeah. blame the platform. It's just a shitty attitude. If I met any of the people <laughs> who believe in this shit at a bar, I would also yeah. think they suck. Yeah. Um. I just transhumanism is such a cool idea. Uh, I I'm similar to my like I'm happy to have video games. Video games. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just real happy to little lies a lot of sci-fi just be fi. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's still cool. I just never want to actually have it, and it won't because I'm gonna die before then. Yeah. It's great. I don't, I'm not going to have kids and I'm not going to have to see this shit. <laughs> nothing, it's awesome. nothing about you is going to have to see the day. Yep. I it's just... pretty phenomenal. And even <laughs> if it comes out during my life, I won't be able to afford it. And mm-hmm. I will just quietly putter around with my comics and, and yeah. video games and then shovel off. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so I'll talk about the heist. Uh, yep. This, this is awesome. Like anything really, with the Palisades base is really, really yeah. good. <laughs> It's it's super good. What's cool about this one? So if you the uh, the cult the cult compound you can go to, if you don't go save the bomb maker, you can go there and everyone's dead. Okay, uh, I think they've all basically Jonestown themselves. Okay, uh, to to merge, um, you still locate the the place, but there's no gameplay there. Mm. Here you can just go to the bank anytime you want. Yeah, uh, the Versa Life section that you go to, which is really cool and has a bunch of information, uh, is not open. Right. Until this mission, but all the other stuff in the bank, all the incidental shit 
yeah you can go do and there are mm-hmm. like praxis kits and stuff there's stuff you want yeah yeah uh but uh uh janice they left a uh a package in the trunk of the palisade ceo's car in the yep. parking garage which is which is just a real like alpha move checkmate uh, yep. kind of thing <laughs> but you break in there that's like a, a small little dungeon of itself uh to get in there uh and uh, uh get the things that you need you have to uh get, get into her office which i did before like i just followed this is the path that i did when i did that previous side quest for uh Zomestot. um but uh you get in there and you have to fake a biometric profile uh so you can get into the basement uh where the vaults are but it's very heavily guarded you have to go through an entrapment room uh full of uh lasers and shit uh to get mm-hmm. through yeah, uh, like you can either just be like really good at timing your pathway through, or you can remote hack stuff and uh, shut it down temporarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you get to the vault, and instead of being like a big array of rooms that you, you know, just, oh, I go to the right one, you call the vault down to you. It's like this big elevator that brings down the vault with the proper stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Versa Life vault comes down, and Jaina starts piping out all of the digital the digital contents. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's in, I know that, uh, from the first time I played this, um, there's an interesting thing you can find here. Did you find the, uh, evidence or the suggestion that Jensen's a clone that you can find here? I did. I didn't know what to make of it. I know there's that detail at the end, but it is very hard to, uh, uh, yeah, to reconcile. It, I think it's very similar to the, the, the same thing that ends up happening in, uh, Deus Ex 2. Mm Mm-hmm. You go through there, like anytime there's a super augmented agent, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's engineered, you know, right, engineered. Right. <laughs> uh, in terms of like the grander lore, that's the biggest reveal. Yeah, uh, here. Yeah, didn't know what to make of it, um, but uh, the kind of for the story of this game and for Jensen's story, at least of what he's aware of, there's this audio file of his ex Megan Reed, who after she was you know forced to leave Seraph, went and worked with uh, um, uh, with Versa Life. And mm-hmm. she is reporting to Bob Page, talking about the development of the Orchid, uh, which yes. is happening at this uh, facility in Switzerland called the Garm. Yes. Uh, all roads point to Garm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tim and Eric ass name. Um, the, uh, the thing you could hear mechanically is the cure for yeah. Orchid, uh, a.k.a. Ambrosia, uh, yeah. because Orchid is the rough draft for the Grey Death. Oh, weird. Uh, is it Namely? Uh, it's, I believe so. Okay. It's, there's a, when I was looking on the wiki, they okay. talk about obscure connections. Like I like reading emails in uh-huh. uh, Deus Ex games, but I don't have unlimited gas for it. So right. near the last third or so mm-hmm. of any of these games, I kind of start skimming real hard yeah, and I miss yeah. the specifics. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is, this is setting up that. Yeah. The like the, the the implication here is uh you know you have to find out about the neutralizing and enzyme just from emails, but like, oh Megan, she broke bad. She's yeah. working with these monsters and making poison. That ends up not being the case. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, regardless of which one you do, when you get back, Miller calls and he's pissed. Mm-hmm. Uh he's either pissed because you're not working on the bombing, or he's pissed because you did this thing, but you didn't kill the bomber, which I, you're right. what he's mad at me. Cause I didn't, he wants you to meet, uh, at Chicane's, uh, helipad mm-hmm. there. Um, and, uh, this is when Kohler will install your neuroplasticity mm-hmm. inhibitor, uh, in allowing you to activate your augments. Um, when you go to Miller, you can disclose to him to your degree. And we still are not sure how much to trust Miller. 
Right. It doesn't seem like at this point I was pretty convinced he's not really in on it, but yeah. it doesn't matter because it could be dangerous even if he's not in on it. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's under control, even if he's unwitting, that's not something you want to have have information. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I just, I just give it to my friend who talks to an unaccountable anonymous person. Yeah. It seems <laughs> legit. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Jacane is going to, uh, we're, we're going to the Garm. Yeah. Welcome Garm. <laughs> Welcome Garm. Yeah. Uh, and you're dropped off, uh, in this real, like 2002 PC game, Snowy Valley. It's incredible. This, this, this tribes-esque Snowy Valley. It's great. <laughs> it's really it's, I'm glad you pointed that out. Like I was going to, uh, it reminded me of the end of Deus Ex 2, like when you're in the Antarctic, <laughs> like it's real silly. Uh, or that, uh, that one level in the beginner's guide Yeah, you go up to the cabin, um, you walk up to the facility, uh, and hack the door open. It's a level one hack. You can always tell level one hacks are the ones that the game, you know, there's no other way to get through, yeah. you know? Uh, and as soon as you open, Marchenko is just standing there and fucking punches you in the face. Knock, knock, then, open up the door. <laughs> yeah, and then doses you, you get orchided. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it seems like real bad news. It turns out the same thing that stops you from needing neuropazine is going to stop the orchid from working yes. on you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like you get this cutscene, you're kind of nearing unconsciousness and these gold mass mercenaries are dragging you uh, to a junkyard and you overhear Marchenko talking about returning to Prague to uh, get the Diwali up to their timeline, uh, you know, to move up the timeline for when they're going to act. And he mentions Nathaniel Brown, this executive who has been kind of mentioned in the margins, yes. uh, you know, like he stands to benefit financially uh, if the UN's anti-aug measure passes. Like everybody has been talking about this HRA, this Humanity Restoration Act, which would kind of uh, systematize the suppression globally uh, by herding augmented people into uh, these mega cities. And and he's apparently uh, he's been talking in a game about making one of these mega cities that is actually like a paradise. Yes, in Oman. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna find out this is not the case. Right. Um. So because he's an idiot video game villain, uh, Marchenko didn't like double tap us. Right. Uh, he assumed you're, you're you're guys dead. So we wake up and we have to sneak out of the garm uh, through these hangars and industrial rooms uh, with yeah. these special mercenaries who are augmented. Mm-hmm. Um. This is hard. Oh, very hard. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is this is tough. There's a lot of open uh, sight lines mm-hmm. to this. Um, so, and there are enemy snipers. Uh, yeah. They can also this takes away or reduces your uh, nobody looks up stealth because they will jump. They have mm-hmm. uh, super jumps, and they will do hops up onto areas to look in on you. Yeah. So yeah. This is I, the... I find hard Deus Ex fun. Yes. Uh, this works for me, um, but it is a big difficulty spike. Yeah. Well, there's a way to circumvent it, which is what I ultimately did. Uh, there's one tunnel you can go through that has um, uh, like a, just a timing puzzle, basically. Like you got to walk through mm-hmm. these lasers so that you know, so they don't trip you, um, uh, uh, you know, walk through when they're off. Uh, but uh, there's also like you can do this little puzzle. I didn't realize what this is for until I read about this a little bit later. You can do this little uh, ice drilling thing uh, to uh, to clear a path that will like cut you basically near the end mm-hmm. uh, but the trick is when you do this people don't expect anything to be happening with that drill so somebody like contacts you and like yeah. you can pull you can try and pull rank on them you can say hey you know the last person who did this did it wrong Didn't they nearly right. killed it's everybody yeah. yeah and they're like oh shit <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, i like to think that i'm more uh skeptical than that but that would totally work on me oh yeah, yeah. if i was somewhere with a big drill and they're like, hey man i just made it so you wouldn't die I'm like thanks Thanks. Yeah. That's cool. Please, please shoot me in the back. 
sir. <laughs> <laughs> like, please use your throat blade on me. I, I gotta go. I'm an idiot. And I got a mask and I'm evil. So please, you know, yeah, I gotta go. It's just gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, when we get back to the uh, the helipad, uh, Chicane is flying back. Alex calls like it's gonna take me forever to get a ride. You're like I got a ride. Yeah. All right. Um, the uh, and uh, news has come out. Yeah. Um, about Golem City, about Rucker dying. So there are riots in Prague, and Prague is now on mar- under martial law. Yeah. You will be um, uh, you will be shot on sight, and yes. when you when you leave the puppet shop. Uh, you get back here. Uh, you see the police. You see the police gunning gunning this guy down who was running away, and they're initially shocked, like, "Oh, like he wasn't even augmented. Why did he run?" And yeah. they, you know, they justify it themselves. This is, you know, full on fascist shit. Like, "Oh, a true citizen would, you know, would respect the lockdown, right?" Yes. Like, just no. This is we, we. The citizen starts getting really wobbly. <laughs> yeah, it starts getting fascist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, so Prague and lockdown. Uh, this obviously to me drew parallels to the final chapter of prey when the yeah. military shows up in prey mm-hmm. what i like about the this is a mixed bag for me yeah uh, what i like about it is that the first two-thirds of the game or three-fourths of the game you are getting to know prog mm-hmm. um like Prague ended up being a space i knew really well like i could draw a map of it yes and testing that knowledge under duress i think is a really cool game design thing. yeah you've been moving through here sneakily because you've been breaking into shit and doing these quests what mm-hmm. if you have to yes you know uh like, take away the I, I know i know the back way into my apartment yeah yeah exactly like i think that's really cool yeah. the the thing that bothers me about this is not that i think it's hard or unfair which is what i felt about the prey version of this it's that it gets tedious that's uh, the thing what, what was yeah. the most expeditious thing to do would be to turn on invisibility and sprint and mm-hmm. then just craft my unlimited bio cells, you mm-hmm. know, because I had all the crafting materials, which just ended up feeling like a time tax. Yeah. Like a time and resource tax. The first time I went through, it was really fun to like take the space and recontextualize it as hostile. It just requires too much going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, this is the last fourth of the game where a bunch of people like will only talk to you in your apartment. Yep. That drove me fucking nuts. Yes, yeah. like I was like, we have comlinks. Like <laughs> they're compromised. Yeah, call well, me now. Yeah, uh, you know th- this is ridiculous. Like I have to do this little chore, and I, I made me think that the developers really wanted you to engage with this as a hostile space. But I, I got enough of it. Yeah, you know? no, I uh, so many times that that I had to cross the city, and by, yeah. I mean like literally cross. Like there is no bridge that goes under the that goes under yes. that goes over the river, so you have to get in and out of the different subway uh, stations and watch the loading cinematic of Denton just walking down the tracks. Yeah, because the trains he, aren't a running cool anymore. Turnaround because he's such, even when no one's watching, he has to look real cool because <laughs> uh, he's yeah. God's perfect fucking dipshit. Yeah, um, and just like i just ended up crossing and going to the same places so often it was like it's basically doing the same dungeon six times in a row it it really made me want fast travel which previous to this i would not have wanted fast travel there there was no game that needed fast travel less than this yeah because because the the travel was a joy i mean maybe spider-man you know for (laughs) for, you know like but it's similar to that like the travel was a joy like this is a space that is very fun to be in yeah um, yeah, I just think they overplayed their hand with making you crisscross too much. Yes. Agreed. Um, you know, the first time I did it, I thought it was very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the first time I was like sneaking around a city I knew really well. Yeah. Um, 
so uh, we meet Alex in uh, the basement of the limb clinic. Uh, give the give her the sample uh, that Marshenko uh, gave you, the orchid that she you know he put in you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's going to have Juggernaut scientists analyze it, so eventually they they can have a cure. Uh, we get an SOS from um, Sama's dot in the the sewers, uh, so we can go down there and we meet Little K, the old lady, uh, who is mm-hmm. now Big K, because uh, yep. that's it's uh, that kind of structure. Uh, yeah. The old K, old Big K, Jarek has been captured by the police along with Bones, another one of the people in a, like a makeshift uh, street jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so it's like, hey, you know, he's burned; he's not going to be able to do stuff. He needs to be able to leave the country, right? Yeah. Uh, and so like, you need to go and break them out of prison and give them, give them these ID papers so they can cross borders so they can get out of here. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, the forger who we helped earlier has fallen in with them, which is good. Good for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, we get to the temporary police station, uh, you know, Jensen our way through, uh, (laughs) let the hackers out and we, we find you, we can give them uniforms. so They sneak their way out. There are multiple different ways to do this. You can just say, hey, like, hang back and I will uh, deal, deal with these guys. You can also say guns a blazing, man. Yep. And they'll do it. <laughs> they'll grab weapons and be like, hell yeah, let's go loud. Yeah. Uh, but I dressed them up like police and they just it was it was actually super easy because they just auto path auto path finding uh, found yeah. the way to go where nobody would see them. <laughs> so I just yeah, followed they, them. it's not it's not an escort. Yeah. They just know how to do it. Yeah. And you, uh, so we had to meet with Miller. Uh, we had to get over to TF 29 headquarters with to sneak in there. Uh, the psychologist is there. Uh, she wanted to be underground because of trauma from the incident from before. Yeah. You know, it's a, she, she figured this is safer from home. Yeah. Uh, and she can tell you, like, you can, you, know, you can talk about the incident. She says like, Oh, you know, I was a counselor for the limb clinic, uh, at the time. And I was counseling this 13 year old girl who, when the signal went out, she started attacking me. Uh, and she was able to protect herself, but this girl jumped out, jumped to her death out of the window, uh, yeah. which, you know, was obviously a lot to deal with. It's, it's weird too. Cause then she winks and goes, that was a fail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> FML, like, am I right? Yeah. It's, just, it's very surprising that it took this term. I, I love the future. The Deus Ex presents where nobody does abbreviations. I know. Right. Like that like, like imagine Jensen saying, lol. <laughs> his throat wouldn't make the noise nope he has augments to prevent it it, it would <laughs> contract the low lay low they low <laughs> just be like oh, laugh out loud <laughs> um, <laughs> so oh my uh, god we talked to miller uh and we're like hey man this the fix has been in from the start motherfucker like they knew i was coming to garm this is all fucked up and he lets it slip out that manderley was the one who assigned you uh, mm-hmm. TF29 in Prague. Yeah. Uh, so you say, like, yeah, no, like, they're, like, just these people, they're working with Diwali. Uh, and he starts this uh, process to do a search warrant of their headquarters, this this old theater. They're like, oh, <laughs> their human rights are going to take time. We're going to need to go mm-hmm. there and, you know, like, just let me, send, let me at them, chief. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we're going to head there. Um, but on the way to, uh, when we leave headquarters, Daria, the Catwoman who's been spying on you, the crime scene calls and says, he's here. You have to save me. I'm about to be harvested. Yeah. Uh, so we go to, uh, our apartment building there and the detective is smoking or, uh, snooping around outside Daria's door. He can't get in. Uh, even yeah. though, you know, I, I, I opened this up, but she just locked yeah. it again, which nobody ever does. Oh, he's a vampire. He needs to be invited. Yeah. It's unrelated. Uh, you have to read the email. Man, a fat, bald vampire. I was already yeah. very happy with a fat vampire, but like, <laughs> ooh, baby. Um, 
you know, he says he has a hunch. He's like, there are, you know, more killings. They've all resembled the old harvester killings. Yes. Uh, down to details that were never made public, like an old zero killer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can talk to him. Uh, you can, you can do this in a couple different ways. You can say you suspect him. You can say, you know, let me look around. Uh, yeah. you can say like, listen, this is the same thing you were trying to do with Johnny Gunn. Yeah. You were going off half cocked and you don't have all the information, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, which I was why I said, and he let me check out the apartment building. Yeah. I, I said, I suspect you. He said, you need to get some sleep. I'm going to go look for clues elsewhere. <laughs> like uh, when you get into the apartment, it is now a horror show. There's yeah. blood everywhere. Uh, no cats. Uh, <laughs> everything is wrecked. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and the evidence that you look around, you find Daria is very unwell. Uh, you know, she is obsessed with her dead cat. Like when we get into the police station, you can look and see that she has been emailing. Um, yeah. uh, them saying like, Hey, you need to help me find this cat. It's all that's holding me together. Um, and also there are, uh, books and newspapers about the harvester killer here, the original one from a while back. Yes. Uh, and there are some hypodermic needles in her bathroom showing, She's of okay, course, obsessed with true crime. Of course. Well, you know, yeah. podcasts. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, we find out, uh, there's an email from a doctor from Taeyong, uh, urging her to meet him. Uh, at this clinic, because uh, she had this neural mod done. Um, this Dr. Nick, I did not go and meet Dr. Nick because I was sick of the city tax. Yeah, uh, yeah. I looked up and I was like, oh, that's another section of the city. Fuck this. <laughs> uh, that's how you get the good ending for this. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I went to see Dr. Nick uh, over there. Uh, and I, you know, I press him like he's, he's trying to save himself. Like he just wants, he wants Daria to be, to be killed and to have her mod ripped out. So it doesn't point back to him, but you can get the story. Uh, yeah. Uh, and asking, uh, like, how can we actually save her? So he was with Tai Yong, uh, back before the incident, uh, they were doing experiments on mentally unstable people, uh, trying to make them the best version of themselves. And you can say, oh yeah, Tai Yong, making people better Mm -hmm. versions of themselves. That can, nothing could go wrong there. Uh, what they were doing was they were taking people who were unwell and they were implanting compensatory traits and memories from volunteers into the subject. So if a person lacks confidence, let's just give you the confidence, the confidence of somebody else. Right. Yes. But the volunteers that they got were all prisoners. <laughs> so, they're always doing that in fiction. Yeah, now, yeah. Let's make this new line of Robocops out of criminal brains. Yeah. It's like, yeah. all right. So <laughs> we merged the, we merged the psyches and profiles of seven of the worst serial killers in the world, <laughs> put it in a shark, gave it a rebreather and mechanical <laughs> legs. Yeah. Why? Wait, yeah, and that's Ooh. that's our new military technology. And it's not, you know, I'm teasing this. Everything fucking does this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, Resident Evil, comic books, everything is fucking, let's take the worst person in the world and give them superpowers. Yeah, I, I, but I, 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 I do like this because like, oh, our volunteers were people who could not technically uh, actually consent to this. That's yeah. exploitative capitalism shit. Yeah. 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 They're, they're all prisoners as well. So yeah. she had the harvester killer put in her brain. Uh, he tells you the uh, shutdown phrase. Uh, mm-hmm. for her uh and he says like you know it's not like magic what happened she still decided to do all that stuff yes you know it, it's up to you whether you want to spare her or whatever um i didn't do this i just went uh took the trail from her apartment down to the sewers she's acting tied up and you can uh if you know what's up you can tell her you know what's mm-hmm. up if not you can kind of question her like she's like untie me now untie me now and you can be like we have all that he's, he's coming back and you're like we have some time i need to know who he is and where he's at like you can play not dumb, but play like I'm a cop and I'm doing this for real. Like your yeah. sense of urgency is false until she breaks and then turns on you. Yeah. And it makes uh, kind of a boss battle. Yes. Uh, if you do it this way, she has the room trapped. It's kind of like the, the, uh, the nerd. 
Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but uh, you know, like I can say, hey, I know I know what's up. And I use the code phrase it, like I, I love this. So it is not just the, the prompt isn't just use code phrase. You say use code phrase. And there are three different uh, there are three different options that are all real similar. So you can yeah. you can have all the intention in the world to, you know, to try this and then you can fuck it up and still do the uh, still do the boss fight. I like that. Yeah. Uh, the, but uh, like it's not a magic word. Dr. Nick was right. Like, she, you know, she still, you know, is resolved, you know, to, to kill you and isn't remorseful about this at all. Uh, like the, it doesn't take effect immediately. You end up going into this dialogue bot boss battle with her using your Casey, uh, to, uh, uh, keep her engaged and not shooting you long enough for the shutdown to, uh, fully happen for the influence nice. to kind of like, uh, uh, to, to, to kind of, uh, stop, stop making her point the gun at you. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and like she doesn't want to get away with it or whatever, but it's like, hey, we're going to get you a fail trial, like a fair, fair trial. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know extenuating circumstances, but he points to head. That seems like a pretty big one. <laughs> so it's uh the if you don't do this, if you take her out in the boss fight, like which I did and I did non lethally, uh, when you come out, the detective is drawn on you and he thinks you are the killer. Oh, and yeah. He, he lays would. out a pretty compelling case for it. Yeah, like it does seem like you are the guy, and you have to talk him down. You get do a boss dialogue fight with him. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's super cool. Like God, Deus Ex games. Like they, the, <laughs> the cool thing to do accounting for different ways things can happen. Yeah, love it. Um, Seraph, uh, the mystery Ogs thing doesn't really happen. Anything they just need you to go back to your apartment. Mm-hmm. Seraph says, "Go back to your apartment so I can talk to you there." <laughs> uh, you do that. And he, he's looked into the facility where you're taken, and you're not on any records. Right. Uh, or on any recovery records, you were a John Doe. Uh, and you're like, well, that seems fine. He's like, not really, because all your parts are traceable. Like, you're the least John Doe dude there is. Yeah. Anybody would be able to look at you and know exactly who you are if they had you under under the knife. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, you, your arms have serial numbers, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, you you are trackable. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, hey, we can't draw any conclusions. Then that's about it. That's, you know, with Orlov dad, that's a, uh, you know, it's, it's a dead yeah. end. Um, he ends up saying, uh, Orlov disappeared, uh, appeared with the name McFadden. I think McFadden might be the guy who helps you in the DLC for the first one. Okay. I think it might be that guy. Okay. So, uh, it's something connected to that without, still doesn't have like an end to it. Uh, but I think it's tying into the DLC, those misguidedly placed in the middle of Deus Ex Human Revolution. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Seraph doesn't know what it is. You don't know what it is. That's the end. This would be followed up in the, you know, the third one if they did it. Yes. I'm sure. Uh, so we have to go to Diwali territory. Um, on your way there, the AI blows up those cities fixtures to uh, create a distraction, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've been chummy with the Diwali at this point, you can call, uh, Otar and be like, now it's time. I need a favor. Uh-huh. Uh, and he, you can just be like, I need to get in there and, and do this. And he's like, okay. And it just shuts down this dungeon. Oh, uh, which I think is also really uh, confident. Yeah. Uh, you know, having dungeons that you don't need to go through that you can, but also allowing you to, through role playing, just eliminate a gameplay swath because you yeah. made the right choices, made allies, not right choices. It's morally compromised. They're human traffickers. Right. Yeah. But, you know, you, you, you made gameplay choices that make these people like you and they act like they like you. Yeah. It's you know, it, it's weird because I did all that stuff, but I I, I must have not made the right choices to ingratiate or didn't kill to the guy. Maybe because I didn't kill the guy. Yeah, that's my guess. Is he, he found out or he knew? He uh-huh. says he'll know, 
when he calls you, I don't know how he would, but he's like, yeah. you know, do it. I'll know. Uh, that's my only guess as to why. But if you, if you toe the line or what have you, uh, he does allow you just to walk through the casino. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, this is fine. Well, I, yeah. I was, I was happy doing this dungeon cause it's a good dungeon like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's a whole district district of the city you have to cross. Like I had already cleared that apartment and had a way through there, but like, you've got to cross and get into this heavily guarded theater. Like I got up on the roof and then, you know, worked my way across the mezzanine and like did this awesome stuff up and like up in the balcony and the light booth. And then around backstage, like it's mm-hmm. a, it's a good dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's not, it's not, necessarily a better thing to avoid it i just like that the game accounts for it yeah um yeah uh regardless of which when you uh you get in um you can talk to so that was the other thing too is radich at this point because of my actions was already gone oh uh radich radich was dead and otar was the guy he was the leader okay yeah yeah. so maybe otar didn't have the uh didn't have the sway yeah, uh, at that to, point, to, uh, to call down the guards. Like, you were yeah. friends with Otara, but he was not the leader. Right. I don't remember the exact combination of things I did right. to make that happen. Yeah, no, I got there, uh, and I uh, eavesdropped. You listen in, and uh, Otar is trying to convince Radich, hey, like, let's not smuggle this stuff to this convention center in London, you know, mm-hmm. where this uh, Safe Harbor convention is happening, the Safe Harbor Initiative. Uh, and this is this is what you need. Like, this is, okay, that's where the Orchid's going to go. Because uh, we yes. know he's working with uh 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 what's his name big dumb guy or big big smart guy, uh so you call Alex yeah. and say like uh it, it, yeah uh the target's brown, uh, and she yes. had dug up information on him saying like hey you need to get back to your apartment because I can't tell you this over the phone <laughs> I can't tell you this here. please go back to that screen <laughs> uh, um, the uh, safe harbor initiative is that uh, paradise city yes Ogs, where the Ogs are pretty. <laughs> um, we talk to her, uh, we find out this complex, uh, that they're making is a sham. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's not going to be able to handle all these augs. Basically, you know, the humanity restoration act would send all these augs here. They get in, got in over their head. Yes. You know, he's campaigning against this, not because he's evil or what have you, or, or not because he's good, not mm-hmm. because he, he wants to save augs. It's because it would ruin him. Yeah, it's, it's like, his self-interest lines up with doing the right thing. Yes. Yeah. You know, and he was trying to, you know, this idea of like, I'm going to make this utopia for Augs that sounded too good to be true was too good to be true. Yes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so uh, the Orchid, we also find out this, you know, Megan's project was never meant to be a poison. It's just incidentally poisonous. Yeah. It is. Uh, it is gene editing. Uh, what it would do would uh, uh, cut out the gene that is responsible for augmentation rejection rejection syndrome and replace it with something else, basically turning everybody into a Jensen level. Can you uh, imagine re- recipient? Yeah, what a like, paradise of a world! Like <laughs> it's Jensen, Jensen planet, and everyone's a Jensen, like a baby Jensen. Can you imagine a baby with Jensen's head? <laughs> you know, a baby that come pops out and is like, "You never asked for this." He's still covered with baby cheese and blood. Um, yeah yeah uh, I can. but it, <laughs> just i think john lennon wrote that song about that yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah but uh but you know and, until it's finished it's it's deadly it just cuts out that gene and then you're you're gone yeah uh so alex doesn't have a way to get us to london uh yep. so we're gonna have to meet miller at chicane's yeah which means crossing town again <laughs> which is obnoxious god uh, damn it on the plus side i love this last dungeon it's so good uh, very very rare that a deus ex game does a good final level 
Yeah. Uh, you know, and I say this as it being one of my favorite series of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, this is in London. Uh, one cool thing is London, if you look out on the skyscrape, it still has that golden renaissance mm-hmm. aesthetic. Like they're not just using that as this game's aesthetic is dingy. This one is golden. They're yeah. saying certain parts of the world have oh, different, different places. Tones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get there. Uh, we talk to Brown and he's being, you know, obstinate. Like we're saying, yeah. like, listen, there's an attack. He's like, we, I literally security people do like six sweeps. We can't yeah, not yeah. do this. I'm going to hold the event. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, he's like, yo, just listen, meet with my head of security. When you get there, the guy at the security is suspicious as hell. Yeah. Uh, and we find out, you know, we, we sneak in to figure out what's up. Uh, the real security people have been infiltrated yeah. uh, by, uh, what's his head? Marchenko's yeah. people, um, who he is an Illuminati agent, uh, but they are, they think they are the ARG. Yes. Or ARC rather. Yeah. Well, there, 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 there's an ARG to determine that they are not the AR- ARC. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> which is AKA Deus Ex Machina Divide, which you're playing. Um, yeah. So yeah. But spend all this time radioing with McCready uh, mm-hmm. there, who is, he has a whole team and they're trying to do things and they keep running into problems. Yeah. Um, so you need to go, there's a security lockdown you can't get through. You have to get through uh, this into the server room uh, to restart the system. And when we do this, we find out the uh, the ARC forces have also gotten into catering, uh, have infiltrated catering. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to get through this high security door, and we have to deal with all of the sleeper agents in this yeah. really complicated space that is a mix of public zones where people mingle mm-hmm. and private areas you're not supposed to be. It's a fucking hit level, hitman level, man. It's very hitman. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't disguise or anything, uh-huh. but you... Like he will, uh, McCready will put on your map who the guys are uh-huh. you have to take out the idea of you just being in this level where it's like, Hey, you have to take out like 13 dudes yeah. in this level without getting caught without causing all this chaos was a really, really fun challenge to me. Yeah. Uh, well, also you don't have to take all these guys out. Like there are only certain yeah. conditions on which that happens. I think it has to do with whether you raise an alert earlier. Like I, I like dealt with some of them. Uh, that were like strictly in my way, but like you can get into some vents and get get to the office where the key card is. Yeah, yeah. You well, there's two things you're trying to do here. You're trying to get the key card because you need to get backstage. For mm-hmm. some reason, I don't know the dependencies. McCready was saying like you should still clear that out because those guys are going to be like when this. I think that he was saying when this shits, hits the fan. I was going to say oh. shits the fan. <laughs> uh, can you, man, I know this is a long episode. Uh, Liv told me before that her dad back in the day knew a goat who would press its asshole up against a screen door and shit into a house. Uh, that's a cool goat. What would you do? Like, that's the end. <laughs> you, have to, you have to burn it down. You have to move. Like, that's a movable offense. That's like having Jensen come in and move your fridge. Yeah, that's like, you have I mean, to go. your house is haunted now. That, that, goat is, that, that goat is effectively an arsonist, just two steps removed. I know that goat rules. Like that, that is some black fill up shit, man. Shitting through it, pressing your asshole up against a screen door and shitting. It's, it's I would like to yeah. do that once before I died. I, do you though? Kind do of. You? Don't okay. you ask, don't, aren't you curious? I'm, I'm pretty sure what would happen is the thing. You think so? You, you've done this Gary's mod? <laughs> no, I've not done this. I've not done this Gary's mod. I'm just saying like, I can, I can, I can pretty much guess, you know, okay, what's like, your guess? <laughs> It'd be a big mess, <laughs> dude. Like, <laughs> well, also, what did I eat the day before? Well, there true. are lots of factors. Goat food. 
high fiber shit. Yeah. yeah. You ain't the ghost who did the fence thing. It's a perfect circle. Yeah. Yeah. That's a poetry. <laughs> a um, Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, uh, I think, I think the idea is when this shits the fan, uh, they're going to yeah. turn on the guest and uh, maybe yeah I, I didn't deal with them maybe i doomed a bunch of people by not taking them out I, but i don't know again the one of the plus sides of the the complex interdependencies of these games is that it's like, hard to it's say hard to definitively tell. yeah yeah he wanted me to take them all out which was a fun there were a lot of little fun scenarios where people are under a plausible cover and mm-hmm. to like distract people to make them go to the bathroom or wait for them to go to the bathroom yeah. took them out i had one stall with like six dudes in it <laughs> there really is a problem with the toilet i love that like I, somebody <laughs> just opened that and be like "Ooh, i just stepped in the wrong neighborhood like there's six <laughs> bodies in the stall um but yeah you're, uh, you're trying to get this uh this key card uh here uh to get yeah. through to get in this backstage area um when you do when you get there uh, we find miller miller has been injected with the orchid yes He's laying there dying on the floor. Yeah. Uh, the way you get the golden ending is you have to have the cure mm-hmm. uh, and you have to use it on Miller here. The golden ending is where everybody survives. Uh, all my people survived except for Miller. Miller died, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. For me, uh, mm-hmm. Which is considered uh, suboptimal. Miller died for me. Uh, I uh, So <laughs> I didn't realize I could use it on him until I got like uh, partway through the mission and I checked a wiki just to see. And I, you know, say like, okay, well, like, what am I, what am I missing here? Like, is there anything I basically content that, that I missed? Yeah. Is it okay? You can, you, you can use that on them. I didn't reload a save because having the cure gives you extra time for the next yes. little part of this. So I was like, I, you know, the ending that I, that, that I want has those guys living. So I kept a hold of the vial. I figured, okay, Miller dying, you know, because he was an unknowing cog in this, that feels narratively sound. So, yeah. I, I I I like it when, you know, you get a narratively unperfect yes. uh, ending in, in video games. Uh, the way that the, when you get to this next part with the time limit, that's also what the uh, bomb jammer does yeah. is give you extra time, which is probably why that is uh, no good. It, or uh, just a, like it's across, uh, I mean, across purposes. The yeah. choice you made earlier makes one part of this easier or the other. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, one, one thing I really like is that there is a, uh, Marchenko who is here. Um, previously, if you had dug around, you can get his kill phrase, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, unlocks the achievement Laputin machine, of course, because it's course. a reference to Gunter Herman. Uh, there's also one of them on site and yeah. at first it seems like it doesn't make sense, but they would have it here because this guy is, they want to be able to shut down their ever growing super Mac. Yeah. You know, the, the, the Illuminati doesn't want to just let this guy go free. So if yeah. you dig around enough, when you find the uh, Illuminati, like, even though he is the leader of these mm-hmm. double agents, he has people watching them. It's like that thing in Chernobyl. Yeah. Like, have these people been following me? Like, yeah. You know, and there's uh-huh. people following them. That guy behind me is following me, and there's somebody following him as well. Yeah. You know, this is how it works. Yeah. Uh, it's very similar to that. Yeah. Uh, to me. I got the kill phrase, or I, yeah, I got the machine in uh, in Garm, but I, it is good that that is here if you want it. Yes, yeah, you yeah. can get it either either or. Yeah. So, um, so what, you're given a choice here that is not really. Again, I also like this. Uh, yeah, a choice. You know, the previous choice that was binary of going to the bank or going to the bomb maker, uh, you can only do one. Here, yeah. it's saying, listen, you only have enough time to do 
one of these two things. But really, if you're quick, you can do them both. Yes. So you're about to order people to go like, hey, you know, go to the VIP room, stop them from doing this toast or whatever. The champagne's compromised. The orchid is in play. But as you're about to do that, um, you're the only person who could, who could do that. Marchenko radio saying, oh, you know, just uh, Jensen, uh, it was uh, it's a it's a real shame that you uh, that you did this. You know, there is a plan B, you know, if those people don't die, you know, this is, this is still going to happen. Uh, the, all like two city blocks around the convention center, all of the residential buildings are rigged to blow Yeah, uh, if the VIPs do not die. Uh, so it's kind of up to you. Are you going to let these rich assholes, you know, get poisoned and have, you know, the right for me, the, the, the movement for Augs get set back like that? Or uh, are you going to, uh, you know, let this let these people die like yeah. immediately? Is it it's like a trolley death problem, or thing. Yeah. yeah, you know, uh, the greater good, yeah, you know, kind of thing. But you can do both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, especially uh, if you if you have a way to shut down Marchenko, it's much faster. Yes. Than if you have if you have to like fight him, mm-hmm. um, you go to him and he's he's saying there uh, you have to sneak by these publicly uh, guarded areas that you have to run to. Uh, that are tricky. Like there are, these are tough. They're, they're tough guys and they're turrets and everything yet to get past here. Yeah. Um, when you get to him, uh, you want to kill switch him yeah. if you have it. Uh, and he says like, you're like, I have your kill switch. You should just walk away. And he's like, I'm not going to like, I'm working for people who made a kill switch for me. <laughs> yep. You know, like what does walk away mean in this situation? <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> Yeah. I have a kill switch, my dude. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, there's, there's no walking away from this. There's two copies of it and you're just a guy and you ran into two of them. Yeah. That's fucked up. These things are common. The street date on these things has been violated. <laughs> Somebody broke embargo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the, uh, so you shut him down. You can also fight him uh-huh. uh, if you want to. And it's, it's very similar to the first boss fight in deus ex human revolution like when it was revamped. yeah yeah when it was like yeah when it was revamped like he does tons of damage he's really tough but you are using stealth and turning his security against him and stuff mm-hmm. it is a yeah. good boss fight if you like that boss fight yes uh i like having somebody's kill phrase so oh yeah i mean i i'm never gonna turn down a kill phrase uh, yeah. yeah it's a very suboptimal way to play deus ex one where you get anna navarre's kill phrase but <laughs> i'll still do it because it's a kill yeah. phrase it's a kill phrase come on yeah that's great so he falls over dead and uh the timer has started those people are about to take their toast or whatever uh Mm -hmm. so i i went loud getting to marchenko uh but Mm -hmm. uh, i stealthed across uh to get to the uh the vip room because that just it seemed easier because you're going through like office this is actually a pretty a pretty well-represented convention center actually yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) it's it the the, uh the other game had a penultimate scene in a convention center as well Did, like mm-hmm. ios montreal has been to a lot of convention centers that shows. <laughs> yeah uh, yeah uh, so and we keep talking about this time limit it's worth putting that a little bit into to scale i think it starts at 10 minutes yeah but uh, there are mod- modifiers depending on choices you made yes uh 10 minutes is plenty of time yes. in uh mankind divided time so you get in and you, you yell at all the vips not to drink the champagne which will kill them and then that's the end of the game it does end pretty abruptly right yeah. there um, where Jensen uh, has invited Alex over to watch his ending slides. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Alex, my ending's starting. You want to come over? Yeah, I imagine this is like graduation for a protagonist <laughs> of one of these things. Like, do you want to come watch my ending slides with me? 
<laughs> yeah, it'd be really meaningful for you to be there with me while you're yeah there. it'd be a pretty important kind of thing yeah yeah so <laughs> she comes over and we're watching pikes uh you know yeah. seeing these news bulletins about the terrorist attack uh you know either that was narrowly averted or you know happened depending on how your uh how your thing planned out but regardless you know it still ends kind of on the same note which is jensen and alex are still in this position you know the illumini is still out there we need like we need to go after yeah. them we need to go after the puppet masters but you know jensen he differs from alex he still feels like janice is, is uh suspicious right yes you yeah know, for first uh, order of business we need to reveal who he really is yeah uh, we get our ending slides, which kind of talks about uh, questing characters we've done based on the choices we made, but they are filtered through Pikus. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a propaganda angle to them. Yeah, uh, the, s- like. the snarky asides that Eliza makes are so well observed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eliza Kassan, the worst. Uh, <laughs> and then we uh, credits show and we get a post credit scene of the Illuminati meeting uh, discussing how the plan went sideways. Um, you know, we fucked up, but we'll, we'll come back. Everybody leaves except for uh, Lucius De Beers. And uh, this woman who's there, who we haven't seen before, who changes to be the psychologist, Dr. Azen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says, Jensen's memories are still consistent with the program. It's only a matter of time before he reaches Janice. Yeah. So uh, you're playing directly into their hands. Right. Uh, which we know because of the curse of a prequel, like you can't defeat the Illuminati nope. before Deus Ex One. But the Illuminati can... is laid pretty low Yeah. Uh, in the beginning of... Uh, Deus Ex One, like, what if Jensen is the one who put Lucius De Beers in that cryo chamber? Be pretty you cool. Know? I'd really like to play the third game in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but in fact, this is the end, and I can't. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, hope springs eternal. You know, yeah. who knows what uh, Idos Montreal is working on right now? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it'd be neat. I, I would, I would like to see this eventually brought to a close. Yeah, uh, I really like this game. I think mm-hmm. it uh, plays really, really well. Um, I think that it is, uh, it's not, you know, play this back to back with Dishonored 2 is really interesting yeah. because there are subtle differences yeah. uh, come through and they're, they're really tiny, tiny things that make big changes like this kind of stealth and this kind of uh, take everybody out stealth mm-hmm. uh, articulates on whether you can stealth kill somebody once they've seen you. Yes. Like in this game, you can, somebody can turn a corner and you can still stealth them. And in Dishonored, yes. you can't. You have to be mm-hmm. behind them. Uh, this version is a little bit more forgiving. I think out of this genre, this is one of the more forgiving games Yeah. in it. Uh, somebody on Twitter was like, where do I start with this genre? Uh, it'd be weird to start here because the story will make no sense. But right. it's really empowering uh, in, in terms of immersive sims, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I, I like this uh, an awful lot. You know, the story, uh, you know, I, it doesn't bug me that it's unfinished, like whatever, it, you know, it, it felt self-contained. It feels like a middle chapter and that is, that, that, that is fine. You know, I don't know what a story that solves all these problems, you know, in one game looks like. So mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to hold that against it. Uh, it's a triumph, like the triumph is in the space, you know? Yeah. And also like, I, I'm cooler on human revolution than, than you are, mm-hmm. you know? I just, I think that just mechanically is a little like, eh, you know, this mm-hmm. feels like a, uh, uh, you know, it's not just a story step toward, you know, kind of the complexity and, you know, expressiveness of the original Deus Ex, but also a mechanical step, uh, kind of yeah. toward something that feels a little bit more like that. Um, you know, I, I just, I think that the, the improvements that, that, that they made, 
you know, are subtle, but they, you know, that's it's it's the, the effect isn't subtle. I think the 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 effect, you know, kind of has a huge span in this. Uh, yeah. They get a lot of juice out of their squeeze, and uh, spaces in this. I mean, best in class. You know, like the only thing I would like put up like next to this is is the uh, the space station from Prey, right? Yeah, but you're, which is you're also fu- a great thing, but also feels a little bit more anonymous because, like in Prey, a lot of those are functional areas. Yeah, you know, the, yeah. the living quarters in Prey are, are miraculous, and that's really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's one part of the, the yeah, zone, yeah, you know? yeah. And like, it, and and this this is better because you're fighting people in it, not you know, crazy space monsters. Yeah, right? goo goo creatures. Yeah. Like, the, I like this better than Human Revolution as well. Like, I'm not Human Revolution isn't one of my favorite games or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was, it's hard for me not to give it tons of props because it was a franchise I really love that was dead mm-hmm. for a really long time, and they managed to make something good. Yeah, you know, they they, they they had an impossible task, and I'm yes. happy that they did it because it ultimately led to this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And and there are, there are moments of just like very good Deus Ex saying that happens in Human Revolution. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like it's bereft of quality. Yeah. I think that one of the, you know, the popular narrative is always this plays better and the story is worse. I think that I think I would probably agree with you that those people are probably overrating the story in Human Revolution. Oh, God. Yeah. The, no, the story, the story, Human Revolution's a mess. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not super good. Like, it's, it's confusing sto- story with world building uh-huh. and like setup. Yeah. You know, which is a really common thing to do, yeah. uh, you know, but it's it's the first blush. It had to establish all that stuff mm-hmm. of what this uh, prequel world is going to be. Um, and when that stuff was new and exciting, that was cool. Yeah. Uh, this being able to evolve on that, uh, you know, just sometimes I, I, I just think about uh, praise for more of the same. Like I, I talked about this a couple times recently, but like when a creator gets sick of something before I do, yeah. you know, like I I will take a new one of these every four or five years yeah you know that's not too frequent of an iteration to do this and it doesn't have to these minor improvements that make actually are really important make the game a lot more fun and they're not so common that i'm going to turn my nose up at any of them i'm not going to get bored of this yeah i mean it goes back to our praise for bioshock 2 right yes exactly that like that that is enough iteration for it to feel like it justifies itself you know, like it yeah. doesn't like it does need to be a whole new game every time, right? Like, don't do a cash grab or whatever. But that didn't feel like a cash grab. Like, the, the, it's fun to play. There's cool stuff there. The spaces between them chronologically are just fucking nuts. Uh-huh. Like when people will be like, "Oh, it's just a cash grab." I'm like, that came out many years afterwards, and there's only three games in that series, <laughs> you know, since it's been out. Like, the idea, uh, it's not Call of Duty. It's not annualized right. series. There's a huge space between Mega Man on the NES. And there being two new Deus Ex games in the last 10 years, you know, uh, night and day. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I very much prefer, I really like an evolution of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, thanks for going on this journey with me. I know it's a long episode and a long game. Yeah. That's fun. It's a good game. Speaking of not long games. Uh, mm-hmm. If you have anything to say about this, this is long. Uh, <laughs> hit us up at duckfeed.tv slash contact. But if you have anything to say about Super Hot, which is an absolute snack, mm-hmm. uh, also write in. And if you have anything to say about Half-Life Alex, it's going to be the 15th of November, uh, duckfeed.tv slash contact. Yeah. Um, and if you have thoughts, th- this is weird because we're recording this before that episode comes out. If you have thoughts about December's games. Um, uh, then you can write in by December 15th, December's games, uh, being, we're doing a two-parter about, 
uh, Torment Tides of Numenera. Uh, we're doing a two-parter about Shadowrun Hong Kong. And then uh, for premium listeners, we're doing a uh, an arcade special. So if you have thoughts, uh, you know, fun stories from your youth about arcades or what have you, uh, you can write in about those as well. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. let, let's let's say that. Uh, yeah. And uh, the de- the deadline there is the fifteenth. As always, if you have thoughts about uh, if you have thoughts about multiple games, please separate them into multiple responses. Yes, yeah, we would appreciate that. Uh, ordinarily, now would be the time where uh, I did a highlight mm-hmm. thing, but I, I know this is a long episode, but I'm gonna take just two minutes, uh, real quick, to talk about that because uh, I want to make something clear for when people write in. Um, not slapping anybody's wrist. Uh, but several people, and I'm also not calling out anybody individual, several people have wrote in to ask us to highlight a project they really like, Yeah. Um, but they are not the creators of the project. Um, I don't want to do that. Uh, I want enthusiastic consent yes. for this thing because it's tricky material. So if you are a fan of a project by a marginalized creator, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and feel free to say like, hey, if you're looking to get more eyes on your thing, write to these guys. Yes. But I don't want to do it on behalf of anybody. That feels icky to me. Yeah. Um, if the yeah. person, not everybody, you know, wants a huge influence. Like, I love our audience. But, like, if a person is not ready for, like, more people to see their independent game. Yeah. You know, yeah. or something like that. Like, I want them to understand uh, and uh, kind of volunteer and opt in uh, to, uh, to 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 getting that. Uh Yeah. Not our decision to make and not uh, another fan of their, their stuff. Yes. You know, to, uh, to, to make. So Mm -hmm. uh, if you are making, if you are making one of those things, if you're a non-straight, non-white, non-cis dude and you, or, you know, non-dude rather, Mm -hmm. uh, and you're, you're making a project and would like us to highlight it, please send me an email at Gary at duckfeed.tv. If you are a fan of one of those projects and would like to see it here, you think our audience might like it or like them to have some more exposure, please read out to them and encourage them to email. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to do that on behalf of anybody. Yeah. So no highlight this episode. Uh, that is why I've got several emails, but they're all that. And mm-hmm. again, not stopping anyone's wrist. It was nobody in particular, yeah. got several of them. Uh, I, I just want to clarify that policy. I understand the impulse and it is admirable. Yes, just, it, is, uh, it is a good yeah. thing. You, yeah. you want to do a good thing. It's just, uh, it was a blind spot for me. Like in my mind, I was like, why wouldn't somebody want exposure mm-hmm. that's how this game works mm-hmm. you know that that's the the industry and then realizing you know hearing from people like yeah every time you know there's there's a real mixed bag when a bunch of new people learn about my thing because there are assholes who are shitheads about mm-hmm. it or like i'm just not there yet yeah you know or i don't feel comfortable with that for one reason or another not my call to make yep so um yeah that's uh just clarifying that but uh the other thing uh you can do for us as well, mm-hmm. segue, 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 is uh, go to <laughs> patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Um, we got roughly the first quarter of 2023 mm-hmm. uh, planned, but we're still taking you know, submissions for for sponsorships for games. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can even just doing it immediately get you a bunch of bonus episodes, including our Evil Within episode from a couple weeks ago, which I think is funny, mm-hmm. uh, and a bunch of other bonus shows. Yes. Tons of content there waiting for you, and it is only getting more full of content. It's been a while since we've done a segue, 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 Gary. I know. I, like... I, I had to pull out. It, we've been recording too long. <laughs> we have. I had to, uh, I had to, my brain had been broken because we've been recording for almost four hours, which has been yeah. a while since we've done that as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yes, in addition to Patreon, if you would like to leave us a rating or review in whichever podcast directory you found us, that does help us in ways that are hard to quantify but are real. 
Yes. Uh, we greatly appreciate that. Or you can tell friends and uh, come back next week. Yeah, uh, we really we, appreciate it. We enjoy having you here. If you listen to this long episode, thanks. Yeah. Uh, what should they watch out for until next time? Uh, watch out for baby Jensen. They could be popping out any moment now. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the marks that sharp beard would leave? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a hard birth on the mother, not because of augments, <laughs> but because of absolutely douchey lit style facial hair choices <laughs> you've given birth to a member of lit oh no it's my own worst, worst enemy, enemy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm really happy we both got yeah. there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh that was fun <laughs>